Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Everybody Needs a Hobby Part 11 by George DeBuilder Chapter 24 Midweek, early evening I was finally on my way home. I finished the day at the office and my boss and I tossed back a few while we talked about how the jobs were going and such. Mark's a hell of a nice guy and he's taught me a lot, but I could tell he was getting tired of the business for the last couple of years. Between insurance, lawyers and all the regulations, he had just about had it, so our conversations kind of melded. He talked about getting out of the business and opening a combination bait and donut shop on some tropical island and I talked about doing the photography bit full time. In the end, we decided that we'd finish up the jobs we had underway and then go our separate ways. With a handshake and that half-hug, back-slapping thing that guys do, we locked up and headed out. Mark was whistling and stepping lighter than I'd seen him in years. It seemed like a big weight had been lifted off his shoulders as he headed for his Mercedes. Me, I damn near threw up before I got to my truck. What the hell did I just do? I asked myself out loud as I climbed behind the wheel. Reality set in as I mindlessly made my way home. I'd always wanted to make photography my career and in the last few months we had made some great strides in that direction, we being Brit and I. If I was really being honest, it was Brit that really made the whole thing happen. Before she came along, I had the physical elements put together. I had my home-slash-studio-slash-warehouse that I'd been building on for years. In my head I had the business laid out and had done a couple little things, but with Brit's help, the business was really established and the work was beginning to come in. I'd never had any doubt that I could make the business work, but now that it was really going to happen, well leave it said that my mind was going every which way and I was scared shitless. I soon found myself idling in front of my warehouse door, just sitting there. My mind had slipped into neutral and I really couldn't recall driving from work to home. I shook it off and mashed the remote control button that opened the massive door and pulled inside and up to the house. Three other cars were parked out front and I could see the pickup and big classic car that had been delivered earlier sitting in the shadows of the cavernous space. I shut it down and stepped out of the truck and stood there a minute, just looking around. This would soon be my entire world, at least where I would work and live for the foreseeable future. Oh yeah, and play as the laughter and bantering of the love of my life and her two best friends filtered from inside our home. I really am happy with how my life is going and the three gorgeous creatures inside were the frosting on the cake. I ran my fingers through my hair, straightened up my shirt, and stepped inside. George! Came the chorus, kind of like when Norm would walk into that bar on TV. They were sitting at the island in the kitchen, an open bottle of wine and four glasses in front of them. We were wondering where you were, baby. Britt said as she poured a little of the red in the remaining empty glass and slid off the stool and sauntered over to me. Like a sexy cat on the prowl, she approached with a gleam in her blue eyes and a smile on her face. 
Her long blonde hair cascaded over her shoulders and the little crop top she wore hung loose, partly on her nipples, which stood proud. Her taut belly showed and a skimpy pair of red panties did little to conceal the remainder of her perfect form. Her smile got bigger, coinciding with the obvious approval of her that now showed in my pants. Handing me my glass, she stretched up on bare tippy-toes and gathered her kiss while her hand gave my bulge a welcoming caress. Our tongues dueled until we were out of breath. Get a room. Kate and Gina giggled as they watched their housemates welcome home tradition. Britt moaned into my kiss as I let my unoccupied hand stray to her luscious ass and lovingly squeeze one of those firm hemispheres. Reluctantly, we released one another, and we made our way into the kitchen. Hi, babe, Gina said as she stood up from the bar seat. We were eye to eye when the leggy brunette approached. I sat my wine glass on the counter behind her, and we pulled each other in and I received my second dick-straightening kiss of the evening. Gina's firm D's mashed against my chest as she ground her crotch against mine. My hands automatically zeroed in on her tight pumpkin ass and held on tight. Oh God! She groaned in our kiss as one middle finger grazed the pink star left unprotected by the G-string she wore. There was another awaiting her kiss and Gina stole one more before letting me go. I turned to Kate who was on her knees on the bar stool, impatiently fidgeting, her arms outstretched. Her long black hair hung to the bottom rung of the stool. She too wore a little crop top, but hers was ripped down the front to show off the bit of cleavage her pert little tits provided. She also had on a tiny g-string that virtually disappeared when she had her legs together. I still had to lean down to kiss her, and she immediately wrapped her arms around my neck, nearly pulling me over. I reacted by putting my arms around her and straightening back up, pulling her off the stool. I'm sure this is what she had in mind in the first place as her legs came around and wrapped around my waist. Britt and Gina laughed at Kate's antics, but the little one was oblivious as she tried to swallow my tongue. My hands had slipped under her but to get a better purchase and she gyrated her hips. My back was to the other so I took the opportunity to covertly give her a little extra thrill. Again, the bit of thread that made up the majority of her panties offered little protection from wandering fingers. I grazed a fingertip over her tight pink pucker, just long enough to make her squeak a little as we continued to kiss. Moving on. I encountered the tightest little snatch I had ever known, wet and wanting. Like quicksand, my finger was instantly sucked in as was my tongue. Like a practiced veteran, she worked my tongue like it was my cock, growling in her throat as she simultaneously rocked her pelvis in my hand, my finger stirring her pussy juices. Another chorus of, Get a room! got our attention and Kate groaned her disappointment as I sat her bare but on the cold granite countertop and fought her to retrieve my finger. She quickly grabbed my hand and drew my wet digit into her mouth and sampled herself. Fingers, tongues, cocks, the girl's oral skills were impressive. That'll be your dick next time. She whispered as she gave me back my hand which I quickly used to rearrange the contents of my pants. So what's for dinner? I asked nonchalantly. The girls all laughed as I was obviously playing down their welcoming, but to be honest, a simple how was your day kind of greeting was a rarity here. Any time apart was made up for with some sort of passionate countermeasure. Well, we thought since you were late, that you were probably picking up some sort of epicurean treat for us. Britt exclaimed with a questioning look. No, I answered. I ended the day at the office and Mark and I talked about things. My voice and body language evidently changed and Britt picked up on it right away. Well, we'll just order a pizza and make salads, Britt decided. Can you girls take care of that? You got it. Gina answered and nodded message received and turned Kate toward the kitchen and the phone. Britt grabbed my wine and handed it to me and then guided me to the living room. She sat us on the couch and turned to me. So what's up? 
trying not to show any worry on her face. God, I love this girl, I said to myself as I bucked up and took a sip of wine. Well, I guess I kinda gave notice today. Pausing for questions. None came, so I continued. Like I said, I finished the day at the office and Mark was there so we talked about the jobs and things and had a couple drinks and before you know it, we were both talking about the future and our dreams and that kind of shit, you know, the stuff that guys never talk about with each other. Anyway, I knew that he was getting tired of the business because it's changed so much over the last few years. It's just not as fun as it once was and he spends more time worrying about the business and than the actual building itself. I guess he knows another guy that lives on some island in the Caribbean or somewhere who keeps bugging him to move down there and start a business. He mentioned something about a bait shop or donuts or some combination. Didn't make any sense to me, but anyway he thinks he can make enough to live happily selling stuff to the tourists there. I took another sip, giving time for Brit to interject but she just sat there and waited for me to continue. So after his little confession, I guess I talked to him about you and our little business here and well, when it was all said and done, we'd agreed that we would finish up the work he has going now and then we'd each go off and pursue our dreams. I shivered a little when I said it and Brit threw her arm over my shoulder and snuggled up to me. Well that's great, she said with just the right degree of encouragement. It's what you've always wanted, but it sounds like it may have happened kind of suddenly. God she was good, she should be studying psychology. Yeah, I replied as I snaked my arm around her and held her tighter. I kissed the top of her head and the aroma, and her mere presence calmed me. It's gonna take a couple months to finish the jobs we have started and it'll sort of taper off slowly, so I'll have to shorten my hours there and build them up here. Scheduling is gonna be a bitch. Well that's what I'm here for, she said as she put her hand on my thigh and gave it a little squeeze. Yeah, but you start back to school in what, a couple weeks? Yeah, we'll probably get our schedules next week and then if need be, I can look at rearranging some classes. Her hand massaging my thigh. I put my hand on hers and looked her in the eye. Okay, but like John, I'm going to insist that your classes come first. If things really pick up, we can hire a bookkeeper or someone to help out. If need be, I guess I could learn some of the other office stuff too. Oh no, she said mockingly. You stick to shooting the pretty pictures and stay away from my books. She smiled and leaned up to kiss me on the cheek. Really baby, it's all going to work out fine. I may have to do my part in bits and pieces and at odd times, but that's okay. Britt paused and placed her index finger under her chin and tilted her head in that classic thinking pose. Only problem I see is it may cut into our sex time. I stared at her, evidently with a look of disbelief, and she managed to keep a straight face for a few seconds before busting up laughing. I turned on her and started the tickle attack. She squealed and squirmed as my hands went after her ribs and the insides of her thighs, her most vulnerable ticklish regions. Timing being everything, the loud raucous bell in the warehouse went off. Pizza's here, one of the others shouted. I gave Britta a reprieve and let her up from the couch as Gina sprinted by, trying to slip into a pair of shorts as she made her way out the door. Come on, Mr. Photographer. Britt laughed as she skipped out of the living room. Let's help them get dinner on the table. I followed her in after glancing out the front door to make sure Gina was okay with getting the pizza. We live in a half-abandoned commercial district and had the occasional vagrant problem, so I was always cautious and protective. Gina was just waving goodbye to the undoubtedly flustered high school boy who had the good luck of delivering to one of the most beautiful and underdressed women he'd see on any of his deliveries. The shorts that she'd struggled to put on as she ran to the front of the warehouse proved to be just a tad bigger than the skimpy panties she was covering up. They were cut so that as much leg as possible showed and there was a lot of leg to show on this one. 
They also hung low on her hips, showing off as much belly as possible, and the cropped shirt she wore stopped just below those magnificent D's that we all loved so much. I waited at the door as Gina pranced back into the house. She paused just long enough to tease me by opening the box and letting me get a good whiff of the intoxicating aroma, and then giving me a quick kiss, she moved on into the kitchen. I followed the bouncing butt. What do you want to drink, lover? Kate asked, her head in the fridge. Who you talking to? Gina asked as she put the pie on the counter. Kate leaned out and giggled. All of you, I guess. We all laughed and placed our orders as Britt retrieved some glasses from the cabinet, stretching for effect. Gina glanced at me and licked her lips before looking back at the long blonde whose tits now resided below the bottom of her shirt. Nice tits, girl. Gina said as she grabbed one while reaching around her to get to the silverware drawer. Britt just purred and stood there while she was groped and then finished getting the glassware down when Gina was done. Meanwhile, the little one sat the various drinks on the counter, and Gina took the opportunity to tweak one of her erect nipples, evidence of how cold the fridge is. Got a little tit fetish tonight, babe? Brit asked as she heard Kate squeak from the nipple grab. Hey, can you blame a girl? She replied, looking from Brit to Kate. If George would take his shirt off, I'd play with his too. Giving me a wink. All right, enough playtime, girls. Let's eat. I'm suddenly very hungry. I said as I pulled up a stool. I cleverly steered the conversation at dinner to what the girls had done with their day. Well, started Gina. We have everything boxed up and about half of it here and we'll get the rest of it moved tomorrow. We've gotten some orders that we need to fill by the weekend, so we'll scramble around here on Friday and try to find what we need to ship out. It shouldn't be that bad, Kate said with her mouth half full of salad. We've worn out half a dozen markers labeling boxes, so it should be fairly easy to find what we need. Gina reached over and fingered a bit of errant salad dressing at the corner of Kate's mouth and fed it to her. Kate made an affair of sucking the stray dressing off her roomie's finger, and my cock responded accordingly, and I may have let out a soft groan. Brit Hand was in my lap and gave me a little covert caress. So, I said, clearing my throat, we ought to be able to look at all these boxes and get some idea of how much shelving you girls will need. Yeah, pretty much. Gina continued as though she hadn't just done something terribly erotic, little minx. We'll have to do a little head scratching to figure out what we would need for shipping supplies and maybe some extra space if we want to increase the product line. Oh, and don't forget a work counter or table and we'll need room for a couch. The little one said as she concentrated on chasing a cherry tomato around her salad bowl. A couch? I asked. Yes. She announced triumphantly as she speared the red globe with her fork. When we take breaks, a hard surface like a table is hell on your back when you're getting your pussy eaten. She said matter-of-factly as she looked me in the eye and sucked the tomato off the end of her fork. Gina snorted back a laugh and Britt laughed as she gave my burgeoning cock another squeeze. Alrighty then. Turning to the one who had me firmly in her grasp under the counter. So babe, what did you get done today? Well, she said as she moved her hand along my length. I could have put mine over hers and held her at bay, but why? You saw that we got the next two cars in. Or I should say... We got in one truck and one car. The truck is a truck. I guess it's pretty and all, but it's just a truck. Yeah, but it comes with its own bed. Kate giggled and gave the international sign for intercourse. You know, the finger of one hand slipping through the circle made up of your thumb and forefinger on the other hand. The rest of us rolled our eyes, but my cock thought it was pretty fucking funny and Brit responded accordingly, giving another hand hug. Continuing. And we got the Hornet. What is it? Uh, oh yeah, Hudson Hornet. So how does it look? 
I asked, still enjoying my massage. It's a pretty car if you like red. I mean it's red on the outside and red on the inside. I mean, it's nicely done and boy, does it have a back seat you could have fun in. Giving an explanatory erection embrace. Well that sounds good. Trying to laugh instead of moan. So anything else exciting happen? Well you know Becky came over. She said offhandedly, pausing, and then said, And then we fucked the shit out of each other with that big double-ended dildo. There was a slight staining of the old denims as my cock lurched at her casual comment. Kate snorted iced tea out of her nose and Gina nearly choked on a bite of pepperoni. What was that? Gina inquired, still hacking. Well, Becky came over to talk about the shoot at the ranch and she brought lunch, but it turned out we were more interested in eating each other than the lunch she'd brought. Well, crap. Gina said as she gave Kate a slap on the arm. I told you we should have come home for lunch, but no, you wanted sushi for lunch when we could have had some fresh red-headed pussy instead. Ouch, she said rubbing her arm. If I'd have known that that was an option. Now giving Brit the stink eye. I'd have had some of that. Yeah, well I guess I might have shared. Brit smiled, her hand still abusing my cock. Maybe next time. So, Gina continued the interrogation. You used the big double flesh-colored one? Yeah, I gave her the option of that or George Jr., Britt answered. I was about to ask about Jr., but Kate read my mind. Yeah, you remember Jr., the one we had made of your cock. I could only nod. So the double, huh? Gina asked once more, rather clinically. Yeah, we were able to take it all, and we rubbed our pussies against each other with that big fucker inside us. Holy shit, we both came like crazy. Oh, that reminds me. The sheets from upstairs need to go in the dryer. Her hand continued to keep me aroused, like it needed help. There is no way I could do that. Kate squeaked at the thought. That thing is too big for me. Well, you can take all of George here. Britt smiled at me as she stroked me some more and just smiled knowingly. George is bigger than that. Yeah, well, maybe because it's him. You know the real deal and maybe I get wetter or something. I don't know, but shit, I'm so wet now, I could probably take a baseball bat bringing her hand out from under the table and displaying two wet fingers. It was Gina's turn to taste-test the little vixen as she sucked the little one's fingers clean. My cock was in serious danger of letting loose and Brit knew it. Anyway, that and some more paperwork and computer stuff and that was about it. Her other hand had mysteriously reappeared above the tabletop, and she put her bowl on her plate. I didn't realize it was getting so late, she said as she looked over at the clock. It was later than it seemed it should be. Babe, why don't you go get your shower and we'll clean up in here, okay? I'm no fool and I quickly stood up. Yeah, that works for me. I am feeling pretty beat. I gave each girl their goodnight kiss without all the gyrations that the welcome home kiss seemed to come with and headed for the bedroom. Out of my earshot, the girls huddled up and talked while they cleaned. So what's up? Gina asked Britt. Well, I should probably let him tell you, so if you promise not to say anything, I'll tell you. Britt said under her breath. I just noticed that he wasn't himself when he came through the door. Gina continued. I was just concerned. You noticed that too, Britt said. I didn't notice anything different. Kate whispered with the others. Of course not, Gina snarked. You were so horny when you saw him you wouldn't have noticed if he'd grown a horn out of his forehead. Would too, she said adamantly. I love unicorns. I geez Katie. Gina sighed and turned back to Britt. So what is it? You have to promise you won't tell him I told you. She repeated, getting an affirmative nod from each of them. Well, George gave his boss his notice today. He's really going to do the photography business full-time. 
That's great. Both girls announced and bounced and hugged Brit. So what was the long talk about? Well, Brit continued. It just happened today, like all of a sudden and it sort of took him by surprise I think. The girls said nothing. Anyway, Mark, his boss was thinking about shutting down anyway and they got to talking and before George knew it, they'd agreed to work together to finish up what work they have going right now and then close it down. George figures he's got a month or two before this is his full-time job. Well, I think it's great. Gina hugged Britt once more. And you know we'll do whatever we can to help out. Hell yes, Kate chimed in. With everything he has done for us, I'd do anything for him. And then pausing to give an exaggerated wink. And I do mean anything. Yeah, yeah, we'd all do that, Gina replied, giving her version of a cheesy wink. But seriously, anything that we can do to help, you know we're there. Thanks, guys, Britt said as she initiated a group hug. I know we're all in this together and deep down, he knows it too, but you know him. It's that macho, be the guy, be the provider kind of thing. Anyway, I know everything will work out just fine. He did bring up the fact that we'll be adding school back into our schedule in a couple weeks, so that'll complicate matters. But hey, if we can't figure it out, then no one can, right? Right. The others replied in a high five and another hug and they went about cleaning up the kitchen. Hey, I almost forgot, Britt said as she was loading the dishwasher. You guys remember the woman that called a while back and wanted to do some boudoir pics for her boyfriend who was deployed overseas somewhere? Yeah, she was the real shy one that wanted to know if we had a female photographer on staff. Kate replied as she wiped down the counter. That's the one. Anyway, she called today and still wants to do it, but now she has a friend that wants to do it too, so if you want Katie, I can call her back and we can set it up. I'm thinking that with school coming up, we should probably try for next week sometime. Heck yes. Kate said, wringing the washcloth off in the sink. I take it George is still okay for me to do it. I haven't mentioned to him yet, but I don't see why not. He was okay with it then, and if anything, you're more qualified now. All right then. Looking over at Gina for confirmation. I guess almost any time next week. We'll be out of the store on Saturday, so, yeah, any time. Okay, I'll call her tomorrow. I'll try to make it during the day because it looks like we'll be shooting at the ranch next Saturday, and I have two cars in the studio to shoot, so maybe we'll take a couple evenings next week to shoot those. Oh, Kate Cood, do you suppose George will let me shoot the private? Throwing up the air quotes. Calendar shots on the two cars? The horny little one was referring to the X-rated calendar shots that Brit and I had starting doing from the beginning of the car calendar shoot. It started as a private deal, but that didn't last long. In fact, Kate had to fill in on the shoot of the hearse because Britt wouldn't get near the car. I would suppose, Britt said, particularly since they aren't private anymore. Matching Kate air quote for air quote. Gina had been quiet throughout this exchange until. How big did you say the back seat of the Hornet was? Why? What have you got in mind? Britt asked as she walked up to her tall friend and wrapped her arms around her waist. Well, as she wrapped hers around Britt and grabbed a butt cheek with each hand. A little orgy in the back of a classic car sounds kind of fun. Uh Uh-huh, Britt responded as Gina kissed Britt hard. They moaned into their kiss and not to be left out, Kate moved up beside them and soon had one hand on each of their wet pussies, the tiny threads of the G-strings being no obstacle. Before things got out of hand as it were, Britt broke away and spun Kate into Gina's grasp and the two of them groped and kissed one another. Well, I'd better go check on George, Britt said as she gave each girl a parting but pat. And oh by the way, she said over her shoulder as she walked toward the bedroom. 
I put the double dildo back in the toy box. And she walked into the bedroom, closing the door behind her. I was just dragging my razor over my face when I heard the bedroom door close. Standing there naked in front of the mirror, I waited for a failed sneak attack from behind or a loud wolf whistle from the doorway. Not to disappoint, I looked in the mirror and saw Britt leaning against the door jam, taking in the view of my backside before she let out an appreciative whistle. I gave a little hip check as I smiled at her in the mirror. Shake that money maker! She half shouted, clapping as she walked up behind me. I couldn't help myself and lost it, busted up laughing. She wrapped her arms around me and hugged me tight. I love your laugh. As she kissed my shoulder blades. But I love this more. As both her hands found my cock which grew quickly in her grasp. Shifting, Britt looked around from behind me in the mirror and stared at my growing member as she expertly manipulated it. How about taking me to bed and making love to me? She said to either me or my cock, not sure which and it didn't matter. I took an arm and pulled her around in front of me, grabbed her by the waist and sat her on the counter in front of me. Her eyes darkened as I leaned in to kiss her. Her legs wrapped around me, like I was going to try and escape, fat chance. I ran my hands up her sides and slipped under the skimpy top and raised it up. Our lips parted just long enough to let the garment pass and then we locked lips again. She moaned into our kiss as I now had a breast in each hand, my fingers strumming her nipples. Our lips parted when we ran out of air and our eyes locked, my fingers still playing. Britt's beautiful blue eyes were now nearly black and she chewed on her lower lip. I love you. I whispered and then I felt myself in her hands once more. I know, she said as she slowly stroked my cock, the end kissing her belly button. I wrapped her in my arms once more and lifted her off the cool granite. She wrapped her legs around me never losing her grip on my cock which was now wedged uncomfortably between us. I slid my hands under her ass and walked us into the bedroom. I love you so much, she whispered as she nibbled on my collarbone. I made it to the end of the bed and gently set her down. With little protest, she released her numerous holds on me and sat, conveniently for me, face to face with my cock that now pointed skyward. Britt looked up at me and smiled as she took me in one hand and pointed it at her open lips. Her tongue reached out and flicked at the droplet that hung on the tip before she kissed the crown of my cock and then proceeded to consume me. Never losing eye contact, she inched her way down to the root until my dick had disappeared. Her hands played with my balls as her tongue massaged the bottom of my cock. I had to close my eyes and moaned out loud as she tried to swallow me whole before moving back up my length, her soft lips and tongue massaging me. I knew I couldn't take much of this and I put my hand on her shoulder and pushed her back. I want your cum, she whined, grabbing hold of my wet cock when it was out of reach of her mouth. Oh, you'll get your cum, I said as I kissed her wet lips, tasting myself on her tongue. But first, I want your pussy. Not seeing any sense in arguing, Britt let me push her back until she lay on the bed, her knees still bent over the edge of the mattress. I leaned over her and kissed her on the lips once more before moving to her chin, down her neck and onto her chest. A couple detours were required as I visited each tit nuzzling each one before taking her rigid nipple between my lips and suckling for a couple seconds. I could smell her arousal as I ventured to her belly button and played there for a bit before continuing on. Her hips fairly bucked now as I approached my final destination. Her hands were tangled in my hair as she tried to guide me. Now on my knees on the carpeted floor, I nibbled my way around her sweet, shaven sex. In self-defense, I had to reach up and hold on to her legs as she tried to pin my head between her strong thighs and force me to her wanton pussy. No force was needed as I was going to eat her sweet snatch whether she wanted me to or not, I just chose to do it on my own schedule, 
Britt hated to wait. Satisfied that I was now ready to feast, I spread her legs out further and looked at the beautiful sight before me. Her pussy lips parted, her pink interior shined with her juices. Her clit stood proud and beckoned my tongue. I gave it a quick lick and my lover shook with elation. Happy with her response, I backed up and started a bit lower this time. Her tight puckered ass winked at me as I swiped at it with my tongue. Britt groaned and tried to force her butt onto my tongue. I held her legs tight, spreading them a bit more and with a stiffened tongue I stabbed at her asshole, probing it slightly. Oh baby! She moaned as she pulled on my hair. I let her guide me and she moaned louder as my tongue slipped into her open pussy. She pulled me tighter and my tongue danced inside her pussy as my upper lip mashed her clit. On fuck! As she rocked her hips and her pussy danced on my face. Wishing I had Jean Simmons' tongue, I nearly dislocated my jaw as my tongue searched out for her G-spot. I regained a bit of control and eased up on the tonguing, switching to licking and sucking. Her clit begged for attention and I drew it between my lips and sucked on it gently, tickling it with the tip of my tongue. Giving up control of one leg, I found my way with one hand and eased a finger into her pussy. Make me come, baby! She groaned as she felt my intruding digit. I worked the finger around until I found the familiar spongy spot in her pussy, back smack up to the back of her clit. Brit tensed when she felt me there, knowing what was coming next. Do it, do it, baby, make me come. And we had lift off. Yes, she cried quietly as her body gave into my manipulations. Her pussy contracted, pulling my finger inward and I could feel her pussy juices running down the back of my hand. She was breathing haltingly as she ran her hands through my hair tugging with each ripple of pleasure that ran through her. I rained little kisses on her sex as she slowly recovered. She purred softly as she massaged my scalp and jumped and giggled at my occasional lap at the juices that continued to seep from deep inside. Pmeer, she whispered, tugging at my hair. I dutifully crawled up, kissing those areas I'd visited earlier. You're a mess, she said as she licked her excesses off my face. We kissed and the flames burned higher once more. Brit pulled me tight as we did a bit of horizontal dirty dancing. I love feeling you on top of me. She moaned as her pussy lips kissed my balls. She wrapped her legs around me and spurred me like a horse. I need you inside me, baby. Her pussy sliding over the underside of my cock. I worked my way back, her legs giving me just enough rein to slip along her pussy lips until the tip of my cock found her waiting portal. We moaned in unison as the head slipped inside her. I paused and we kissed as I felt her spur me once more, her legs pulling upward, pushing me deeper inside her anxious sex. Fuck you feel good. She gasped as she continued until she bottomed me out. Her pussy walls massaged me as I held station, letting her enjoy herself. Fuck me now. She moaned as she began a rocking motion and we continued to kiss. I was resting on my forearms, supporting the majority of my upper body, but from the hips down, full contact was the name of the game. Brit hands reached down, trying to get a purchase on my ass as she panted into our kiss. We continued to grind away, moaning and groaning. Brit chewed on my ear as she raked her nails up my side. Grab my ass, baby. Pound that pussy. Fuck me hard. You want this? I asked, breathing in her ear, my chest against hers, her ass cheeks clenched tight in my hands. Is this what you want? As I pulled held her tight and drove my cock deep, over and over, short, rapid strokes. Fuck yeah. She moaned as she gnawed on my shoulder. Gimme, gimme, gimme. As I squeezed her ass tighter and spread her cheeks, like I could get my cock deeper yet. I'm gonna come, baby. I grunted as I felt my balls tighten. Uh-huh. 
she huffed as her nails dug deeper into my sides. Me, me, un, come with me, come, come. Wanna feel off yuk? My cock didn't stand a chance. Brit fucked the life right out of me. My cock was buried as deep as it could go, and it felt like it would swell and burst before I unloaded a copious amount of seed inside her. My asshole puckered and my ass cheeks clinched as my cock convulsed over and over until the tank was dry. Once I found the strength, I pushed myself back up on my hands and looked down at her. Her eyes were closed tight, and her forehead wrinkled and her face reddened. The exertion of her orgasm showed and my cock felt it. Her pussy wall still undulated along my length, contracting, trying to pull me even deeper. I wanted to help, so I blew lightly on her face. That just annoyed her or tickled and she moved her head back and forth, trying to dodge the unwanted breeze. That failing, I bent down and kissed her forehead, her nose, her cheeks, until her heart rate slowed and her pussy relaxed. Again, thinking of her comfort, I moved to slowly remove myself. Don't even. She growled, digging in her nails and constricting her inner walls. Stay. She smiled up at me. I love you so much. Drawing me down for a kiss. I love you too. Returning with another kiss. Aren't I getting a little heavy on you? I asked with deliberate concern on my face. Yeah, but I love it. As she drew her legs back up and wrapped them under my butt and planted me back inside her. Mmm. That's where you belong. Her pussy rippling once more. I gave her another soft kiss, only to be rewarded with her soft snoring. God, I love this girl, I said to myself. Slowly and as gently as possible. I rolled us to our sides and I pulled her back into my arms. Still connected, I quickly followed her lead and we lay on the bed, fast asleep, arms and legs entangled. The next morning. Morning lover, Brit whispered. I was on my back, Brit was snuggled against my side, her head on my chest and my cock in her hand, and my ass was freezing. Hey baby, as I turned my head to give her a cautious kiss, you know, morning breath and all. I shifted trying to move my butt to warmer climbs and Brit giggled. Looks like you got the wet spot this time. Giving my cock a loving caress. It was worth it. Giving her a deeper kiss, to hell with the breath. I laid back and looked up to the ceiling and let out a big, involuntary sigh. Brit picked up her head and looked at me, questioning. What was that for? She asked, kissing my chest and massaging my dick. I don't know, I answered. I paused and let my brain catch up. I expected that I would wake up this morning and start worrying again about the decision I made yesterday, but oddly enough, working my arm under her back and drawing her closer. I think I'm actually relieved. My hand drifted to her butt and she threw her leg over mine. I could feel her warm pussy on my thigh. I think I did the right thing. My hand on her ass, a couple fingers wedged in the crack. And I think what makes it all work is right here. Giving her but another loving squeeze. My ass is what makes it work. She giggled, clinching my cock in warning. Yeah. I laughed. Your ass and everything that comes with it, but mostly your ass. Wise guy. She laughed as she crawled up on me, released her hold and gave me a smothering kiss. I was now afforded full access to both cheeks and I held on tight as we made out. Our tongues wrestled as her hips squirmed, determined to regain some control of my burgeoning dick. I happened to glance over at the clock on the bed stand as we pawed at one another. Sweetie. I mumbled in our kiss. I need to get up, and I need to pee. As the sensation just hit me. Brit stopped kissing and twisted around to look at my erection slapping at her thigh. You sure that's not for me? She asked playfully as she nudged my heart on. Oh, it's all yours. 
I said, as I took the opportunity to roll her off me and swing my legs toward the edge of the bed. But if you don't let me pee, your dick is going to make mess. I stood up and pointed myself toward the bathroom. More than it already has? Britt inquired and I turned and looked back just long enough to see her holding up the sheets with the rather large dark spot in the middle of it. I made it to the commode and almost made it through unmolested. I felt her warm form against my backside and her arms snaked around me to take control. My cock jerked at the change of command and she giggled. All done? I grunted yes and she giggled once more as she gave it the customary triple shake. Not letting go, my lover pointed my dick to the right like she was giving directions or moving the rudder on a boat. To the showers. She commanded and I dutifully proceeded with her literally on my tail. It took all my presidential powers to get through the shower in a timely fashion and I had to promise to make time and give her and the girls the full treatment in the shower sometime soon. The full treatment is a personalized leg and pussy shaving given by yours truly and whatever follow-up procedures the girls want after that. I'll admit that if I had to pick a fetish or two, shaving a woman's legs and private parts and just washing a woman's hair are probably at the top of my list. Many an orgy has started in my custom shower making it one of my better extravagant investments. Regardless of the concessions, I had a hard-on throughout the shower and until I finally stuffed myself inside my jeans. Are you sure you don't have time? The still-naked blonde teased me until we were standing in the kitchen scrounging for breakfast. You know I'd love nothing more than to stay here all day and play, but now that the end is in sight. Rolling my eyes. I need to knuckle down at work and also here. You're right. Britt pouted as she sat on the kitchen counter bare-assed and swinging her lovely long legs. Once you're here underfoot all the time, we'll have to set some ground rules so that I can get my work done. I can't just bend over or give you a BJ anytime you want me to. I looked over at her, expecting her to break out in laughter at her own humor, but she remained straight-faced. All she got out of me was a little head shake and a rolling of the eyes. Okay, babe. As I walked over and gave her a quick kiss, avoiding any of the other enticements before me. I'll call you later. Get lots done today. I turned and headed to the door with a big smile she couldn't see. While I won that one, I told myself, silly me. Late afternoon it had been a fairly productive day and I had a nice long lunch with Mark, and we kind of laid out the groundwork for closing up shop. We weren't going to advertise that we were going out of business and there were only a couple of other employees and they were young and there was a lot of work in town, so we didn't sweat them being unemployed. Size-wise, we were a relatively small outfit so even subcontractors probably wouldn't miss us much. That was the easy stuff. More difficult was how to handle any warranty work that the state requires us to do for two years after the completion of a job. Mark had also accumulated some equipment that wasn't worth much more than scrap prices because it was old, but it still did the job. I had the feeling that Mark was sort of feeling me out to see if I would be open at all to covering for him on the warranty work if any was needed while he was lollygagging on some tropical beach. He didn't come right out and ask. I think he was just trying to formulate a solution. There would be more meetings like this in the future and so far, we still felt good about what we were doing. Late afternoon. Red brick photography, Brit speaking. I looked forward to sitting at a desk in the same office and hearing her answer our phone. Hey babe, on my way home and just checking in. I said. Hey lover, did you have a good day? She cooed. Yeah, pretty good actually. Mark and I met again and talked some more and I feel much better about our decision than I did yesterday. So how about your day? Have any orgies or anything? I asked kidding. Well, sort of kidding. No, I behaved all day long but I'm so horny right now, no one is safe. She said in her Mae West voice. Duly noted. 
I replied. Anything else of interest? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you yesterday, but do you remember the woman who called a while back about some boudoir pics for her deployed boyfriend? Yeah, sure, the real shy one who wanted a female photographer. We decided that Kate could probably handle it back then and she can surely handle it now. Why, did she call back? Yep, Britt replied. She still wants to do it, except now she has another woman who wants to do it too. I assume that they will be doing it separately? I asked. If you mean will they be in separate photos, or together, then yes, they will be doing separate shoots but at the same time and in the same location. So I told her that since there would be roughly double the shots in time, then it would cost more than we originally quoted. I even found the original quote. She said proudly, Well, that's great, and I take it Kate's good to go on it? I inquired. Oh yeah, she's pumped. I've got it set for next Tuesday. Well, that sounds good. So did the girls get the rest of their stuff moved? I asked. Yeah, they came in with the last load a few minutes ago. They have a mountain of boxes stacked up. All that's left to do is go there on Saturday and get the fixtures loaded up and give the place a once-over. She said. Well, I feel kind of bad not helping. I said. We can put off visiting the ranch, maybe even just do it Sunday, and then you could come along. Ah, baby, that's so nice of you, but we already have the movers lined up and there really won't be much cleaning to do, just vacuuming, I think. Anyway, she said, lowering her voice like she was telling me a secret. I kind of promised Becky a little one-on-one time with you. Followed by her naughty little girl giggle. My mind slipped into neutral and I had to poke around for reverse. Had I just heard that right? Brit is an incredible woman and I love her more than I think I even realize. She is loving and giving and obviously quite comfortable with herself. She doesn't hide who she is, but she doesn't flaunt it either. She's obviously bisexual but she is a one-man woman and I happen to be that lucky man. Except for the few times that I have been alone with Kate and Gina, any sexual dealings I've had have generally included Brit. Those times I was one-on-one with either of our two roommates— well, Brit instigated the interlude. So in retrospect, I guess hooking up with Becky was really no different. I found first gear again. So what, you're pimping me out now? I said, sounding unconvincingly indignant. Brit laughed. Yeah, like you're gonna complain. No, I love you and I really, really, really like Becky and my parents always told me to share with the ones I love. So, anyway, it'll get you out of our hair for the day. She laughed again. Well, okay, if you insist, I guess it's the least I can do. I replied stoically. Yeah, okay, anyway, how long before you get home? Half hour or so, anything I can pick up on the way, dinner maybe? No, oh, that's right. And I heard a little head slap. I forgot, I also found time to make a lasagna, and Caesar salad and garlic bread. I could hear the pride in her voice and I was impressed but I couldn't leave it alone. What, no dessert? Wise ass. She scoffed and then came right back. Yeah, I ran out of heavy cream and didn't have time to milk the cow, so if you want to stop and pick up some gelato on your way, that would be sweet of you. Challenge accepted. Gelato it is, see you in a bit. Love you. Love you more. She giggled and the line went dead. Shit, I said to myself as I pulled over to the side of the road. I googled gelato and guess what, not a bloody gelato store within driving distance. I scrolled and scrolled until I found an Italian restaurant listed that bragged about their homemade gelato, and thankfully it wasn't too far out of the way. I got there before the dinner rush and was able to sweet-talk the Italian grandmother that owned the place into selling me a couple quarts of her famous stracciatella gelato, which is like an Italian version of chocolate chip ice cream. 
I finally got home and was greeted by the aroma of lasagna and bread. I'm home. I announced as I made my way, following my nose. Hi, lover, came Brit's muted reply. I moved further into the kitchen and found her bent over the open oven door. Damn it, I said as I took in the view. I have got to start just carrying a camera with me. A giggle echoed from the oven. Presumably, but not guaranteed, I caught Brit checking on her lasagna. Bent at the waist, her long legs descended into a pair of black stilettos. Must have had five-inch heels. Retracing my steps back up her toned calves and thighs, her bountiful ass was almost clad in a tiny leopard print thong that rode high on her hips. I sat my gelato on the counter and moved in for a closer view. Her long backside, muscular and curvy seemed to run forever. Her long blonde hair was pulled back in a ponytail and hung to one side over her shoulder. It's then that I noticed that the only thing she wore on top was a lacy apron that tied at her waist and around her neck. Allowing me a minute to take it all in, Brit slowly straightened and turned to me, proudly holding her finished lasagna. She smiled and posed, one stiletto-clad foot slightly forward, long legs going on forever. The apron finished smartly at the top of her panties and sculpted inward, matching her curve for curve. At the top, her boobs peeked out the top and sides of the lace fringe. Again, I grabbed the only camera I had handy, my damn cell phone and Brit held the pose while I got my shot. Like any good model, she turned and I got a shot of an incredible profile and finally, a shot of her gorgeous backside. So what's with the outfit? I asked quickly adding. Not that I'm complaining or anything. I don't know. She answered as she carefully sat the bubbling hot concoction on the counter. I found this. Tugging at the skimpy apron. In a drawer here while I was looking for a regular apron. I thought it was kinda sexy and figured I'd go ahead and complete the look. She posed again without the lasagna prop and I drank it all in. She looked amazing, as usual. She sauntered up to me and we shared a deep kiss as my hands wandered over her bare back, settling on her minimally covered derriere. So where are the girls? I asked as we continued to hold one another close. They were in the shower when you came in. She said, giving me another soft kiss. They should be out in a minute. You want to help me set the table? Nah, I just want to stay like this for a while. Stealing another kiss as I ran my hands over her butt, stealing my fingers under the animal print. Brit moaned into our kiss with renewed enthusiasm, her fingers entangled in my hair. Mmm, smells good. Broke the moment. Gina and Kate followed their noses into the kitchen as Brit and I reluctantly released one another's lips. Oh good, George is home, we can eat now. Kate, the diminutive one, giggled. She and Gina entered the kitchen wearing t-shirts, my t-shirts mind you and little else if I had to guess. Barefoot, Gina's long sculpted legs went on forever, my shirt just covering her bubble but her generous breasts stretching the fabric. The same size shirt came almost to Kate's knees while the v-neck left her little tits nearly exposed. Their long hair hung straight, still damp from the shower. Gina headed for the cupboard to retrieve some plates while Kate opened the silverware drawer. Still in Brit's arms I asked indignantly, What, no welcome home kiss? Brit gave me one more and released me giggling as she went back to check the lasagna. God, so needy, Gina said as she set the plates on the counter next to me. She stood before me with a perturbed look and then took my head in her hands and kissed me hard, her tongue searching for mine. My hands went instinctively, yeah, you've got it, to her butt and I pulled her tight. She wrapped one long leg around mine and we ground against one another, my hands now on bare but needing her tight buns. As quickly as she had initiated the kiss, she stopped and looked me in the eye, my head still in her grasp. All better now. 
Her face held a serious expression until I gave her but another squeeze and she broke out in a smile. Yeah, all better. I replied giving her a parting bus before I let her go. I suppose you want one from me too? Little Kate asked from the other side of the kitchen. She too tried to give the impression that it was some kind of inconvenience or something. Nah, I said dismissively as I turned my back to her. I'm okay. I grinned at Britt who was facing me and her expression and the sound of little bare feet running the length of the kitchen told me I'd gotten the reaction I was looking for. I turned just in time to catch Kate in midair as she launched herself at me. Why you? She snarled as I gathered her up in my arms. Hers surrounded my neck as her legs clamped my torso. My hands were free then to, yeah, yeah, you know, grab her by the butt. Her cheeks were just a bit more than a handful and firm as can be. Her lips and tongue sought out mine as my fingers met in that sweet divide and Kate moaned in my mouth as a stray finger rested on her rosebud. Before either of us got carried away, Britt called out. Dinner is served. Kate ground her lips on mine one more time. You can let me down now, she whispered. I pressed the pad of my finger against her asshole once more, eliciting a soft whimper before I sat her back on her feet. We all sat down and before we started eating Britt tapped the side of her glass with her fork. I'd like to make a toast, she said. We all grabbed our glasses and waited for what I think was our first formal salutation since we'd all been together. To George for taking the big step and following his dream and to Gina and Kate for their newfound adventure into the business world. Cheers, came the chorus and the clinking of fake crystal. And if I may, I interjected, to Brit for bringing us all together and making it all possible. More cheers followed by the lovely blonde blushing and her eyes glistening. And I should add I love your outfit, referring to the tiny lace apron she wore. And I think whoever is in charge of dinner should be required to wear it. Of course I was thinking about the other two roomies wearing stilettos and panties with the apron as they took charge of an evening meal, not thinking of who really did most of the cooking here. Moi. All in favor say I. Brit hooped as the other two joined in, laughing loudly. The eyes have it. Baby, I think you'll look great in the apron, but we may have to give you a pass on the heels. We don't want you to hurt yourself. She giggled. Okay, okay. I huffed, giving into my faux pas. Let's eat before it gets cold. The girls giggled and let it pass as we all dug in and moaned our appreciation as we attacked Brit's sumptuous offering. The dinner conversation continued between bites and burps. We talked about the girls' final push to move their online business here to the warehouse, and we finalized in our heads what they really needed as far as the building was concerned. Tomorrow they would spread out everything as though it was on shelves and determine how much room they needed. I reassured them that size didn't matter, which got me the laugh I'd hoped for, but when I questioned again the need for a couch, I was quickly overruled. Done with dinner, we all pitched in with the clean-up, all of us at one point or another giving the cook a loving caress of the butt. When it was all squared away, I took orders for coffee and was given the so richly deserved kudos I deserved for coming up with the gelato. We took the coffee and dessert into the living room. So, Katie, I said, I hear you're finally going to shoot the boudoir job. Yeah, Kate bubbled, excited for her first real solo shoot. It got bigger, too. There is another woman that wants to do the same thing for her boyfriend, so that'll be fun. I take it you're still doing it on location? I asked. Yes, so if it's okay with you, I might borrow a couple lights and a reflector or two. I'm not really sure what I'm getting into, she replied. That'd be fine, and make sure you have a couple different wide angles with you and if you want, take the transmitter and a laptop too. Oh God, that would be great. I can't tell you how much it means to be able to do this. 
In fact, I got my schedule in the mail today for school and I'm kind of thinking about changing to an art major or something that involves photography, or maybe even a marketing major. Something like that. Between the studio and the swimwear business, I'm starting to rethink a lot of things. Well, that's cool. I said. I've always said that even if you don't know what you want to do when you get out of school, you should try to get into a major that you enjoy and then if everything works out, you'll be able to apply that to whatever you do for a living afterwards. There was an intermission while we concentrated on the gelato before it melted in our bowls. Mmm, that is really good. Gina licked her lips in approval. Now don't ever buy it again. Yeah. Giggled Brit as she stretched her tongue out to try to lick out the bowl. This stuff is contagious. If they sold it next door, I'd have a butt so big I couldn't get it through the front door. Yeah, we don't want that, Kate said as she ran her finger around in the bowl, wiping up the dregs before making a scene of sucking the chocolatey bit of heaven off her digit. Your ass is perfect now. Ah, uh, thanks, Katie. I think you have the perfect butt, just enough to get a good grip on. Britt countered as she sat her bowl on the coffee table. Well, as the resident authority on the female bum, I think you all have perfect butts. Throwing out the air quotes. Then I quickly decided I needed to change the subject before I got in trouble on not picking one particular but as the perfect one. So all you have left to do is move clothes racks and that kind of thing. Pondering the best way to clean out my bowl without embarrassing myself. Yeah, said Gina who sat her bowl on the table. We have some of the display racks that we really don't need, but they're too nice to leave behind and a couple of tables and chairs and I guess we'll take the sales counter too. I'm not sure what we'll do with it. Maybe we can sell it. Did you offer to leave it in case the new tenant can use it? Yeah, but the building owner doesn't want to screw with it if the new people don't want it. He doesn't have it rented yet, so we have no one else to offer it to. If it's okay, since we're moving the rest of the stuff here, we'll just throw that on and maybe you can look at it and see if you think it's even worth trying to sell. That'll work, I said, leaning back and adjusting my waistband. Odd that I can't even visualize what it looks like. I've obviously seen it before. Yeah, giggled Kate pulling up her legs to sit cross-legged on the couch, flashing her little slit at me. You were leaning on it when Gina and I sucked your cock the other day. Gina and Britt laughed at Kate's matter-of-fact comment. I do remember that damn thing digging into my back, I said joining in with a chuckle. And that is just the reason we need a couch, Kate said with authority. Gina and Britt really busted up and I just threw my hands up in defeat. So back to the original topic. You're sure you don't need any help on Saturday, you know disassembling things or whatever? No, baby, Britt said as she stood up and started gathering the dirty bowls. They have everything under control, don't worry about it. Becky has already arranged to take Saturday off to go with you out to the ranch, you'll have a good time. And she gave a knowing wink and turned and we all three watched with admiration as her almost leopard-clad but bounced out of the room. Saturday morning somebody must have slipped me a mickey. I awoke alone and there was nothing but dead silence, a rarity here. I wandered into the bathroom and did my thing and then into the kitchen. Odd. I said to no one and stuck my head in Gina and Kate's room, also vacant. I went to look out the front door and there hung the note. Good morning, sleepyhead. Kate and Gina were anxious to get started so they snuck in and woke me up. In case you've forgotten, you're to pick up Becky at her store around nine. Love you and have a good time, wink, wink. XXXXXX spread a quick glance at the clock told me I had plenty of time to get ready so I wandered back into the kitchen, fired up the coffee maker and back into the bathroom for a lonely shower. I threw on a pair of jeans and an old pair of Justin boots and a button-down shirt, and after a quick breakfast, I headed out the door. Taking a quick mental inventory of the day ahead, 
I made a quick detour upstairs and grabbed a camera in case I wanted to take some preliminary shots of the area. I pulled into the Western Store's parking lot right at nine o'clock. Figuring that Becky was probably waiting inside, I tried the front door only to find it locked. The sign said they opened at ten on Saturdays so I knocked on the door. After a couple minutes a cute blonde with a short pixie haircut, tight jeans tucked inside her boots and a pink long-sleeve western shirt with fringe glanced through the glass door. She smiled and fumbled with the door lock. Hi, I'm good. Becky, your boyfriend's here. The petite cowgirl shouted over her shoulder as she opened the door. Hi, I'm Kayla. She said as she grabbed my hand and pulled me inside, locking the door behind us. Hi, Kayla, I'm Gio. I started to say once again. Hi, George, I knew who you were just by Becky's description of you. As she gave me a quick head-to-toe perusal. Her cheeks reddened slightly as I caught her pausing around the belt buckle area. We were both saved from the awkward moment as a familiar voice came up behind me. Good morning, George. Good to see you again. I turned just in time to meet Ginny as she reached out to hug me and pulled my head down for a quick kiss on the cheek. She was adorned much like I last saw her except for the couple extra undone buttons that offered an abundant amount of cleavage. Ginny took me by the hand and led me into the store. Becky's in back. She'll be out in a minute. Can I get you some coffee or anything? No, thanks. I said as I sat in a seat she offered me. Surrounded by boots I flashed back to the shoe store where Becky and Britt ambushed me, leading to an evening I won't forget until I take my last breath. Ginny's voice bumped me off the path before my mind took me to the dressing room of that famous lingerie store. So feel free to wander around the ranch. Becky knows the place as well as anyone and if need be, she knows where I hide the spare key to the house. I felt her hand on my thigh before as she continued. If you decide to go in the old barn or the cabin, just be real careful. I'm not sure what condition they're in and I wouldn't want either of you to get hurt. Her hand had moved dangerously close to being out of bounds when Becky thankfully made her appearance. I stood to greet her as she walked into my arms and gave me big hug. Sorry about the boyfriend thing. Kayla has a big mouth. Nibbling my ear before we ended the hug. Not a problem. I said as I held her at arm's length by both hands to take her in. I take all the good press I can get. You look very nice today. Becky released one hand and did a little pirouette. She wore a short jean skirt with a red checked shirt that was tied under her breast showing off her firm tummy. On her feet was a pair of short shaft boots in red that complemented her hair color. Thank you kind sir, she said with a smile and a curtsy. So are we ready to go? Yep, she said as she skipped behind the counter and grabbed her purse. By Virginia, she said as she gave her aunt a kiss on the cheek. Ginny pulled her into a hug and I heard a whispered conversation that caused Becky's cheeks to match the color of her shirt. Becky gave me an embarrassed smile as she grabbed my hand and pulled me toward the store entrance. I just caught Ginny's parting. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Followed by her and Kayla's laughter as Becky pulled me outside the door. Kids, Becky mumbled and shook her head as she pulled me to my truck. I wasn't sure whether it was safe to laugh or stoically agree, so I just let it pass. I opened the passenger door and helped her in. Her skirt rode high up her leg, nearly to her hip, as she slid into the seat. I got an eye full before I closed the door and walked around the front of the truck. I almost forgot, she said as I slid in behind the wheel. I packed us a picnic lunch and it's in my car. We can pull around back and get it. Okie dokie, I said, awarded with a giggle as I fired up the V8. We pulled around behind the building and alongside her car. I'll get it before she could open her door. Thanks. Heading me her keys. 
It's in the trunk and there's a blanket there too. Giving me a wink. I popped open the trunk that was being fully utilized. In other words, it was packed. In the center was a good-sized igloo cooler that I pointed to and gave her the quizzical is this it? Look. She grinned and nodded her head. It weighed a ton as I grabbed it and managed to get it into the back seat and then was reminded not to forget the blanket. I found it amongst a collection of books and shoes and various mystery boxes and bags. I closed her trunk and threw the blanket into the back seat, ready to hit the road. Becky had moved into the girlfriend's seat, the middle front, and was buckled in and ready to go. Is this okay? She asked sheepishly. Sure, why wouldn't it be? I asked as I buckled up and turned the ignition. Well, regardless of what Kayla says, Brit is your girlfriend, not me, and I didn't want to presume anything or, well, you know, as her voice trailed off. I gave her bare knee a squeeze before putting it in gear and heading out. Becky got me pointed in the right direction and then fiddled with the radio until she found something to her liking and turning it down to where it was just background music. I love a full-size truck, she said as she stretched out her arms and legs. You just can't get comfortable in a little one, I answered with a, uh uh-huh, as I was negotiating traffic. I was looking forward to getting out of town and away from all the knuckleheads I had to share the roads with every day. Becky continued to squirm around next to me and about the time we cleared the last traffic light I was able to give a little attention to my passenger. The redhead now had her back to me, leaning against my side, her red hair draped on my shoulder. She had somehow managed to shuck her boots and had her bare feet propped up on the dash. She wiggled her delicate toes, enjoying the sun that filtered through the city-smudged windshield. My eyes followed down her long legs as they disappeared under the denim that rode up nearly to her, Well, you know where it stopped. It was a beautifully distracting sight, and I was glad that we were on the road less traveled. So, she said, breaking the spell of her luscious legs. Gina and Kate will have their store all moved to your place today? That's the plan. They have some moving outfit that is going to load up the last of the bigger items. I offered to help, but they said that they had it covered. Brit's helping and she insisted that I keep our appointment for today. Becky shifted in her seat and drew my right arm around behind her neck and slouched down until she was snuggled under my arm. She held my forearm and my hand rested on her bare belly. There, that's better. Are you okay? My fingertips played at the waistband of her skirt, and she snuggled closer. Yeah, this is nice. I said. I always enjoy a nice ride in the country. Her fingers played with mine as we ran down the road. The trees that lined the road cast shadows that flickered on her legs and feet. So can I ask you a personal question? She asked softly. Uh, yeah, I guess. Causing my fingers to halt. She squeezed my hand, her fingers laced in mine over the top. So I know that Brit is what you would traditionally call your girlfriend, right? Uh, yeah, I consider her my girlfriend. And Kate and Gina are. I had to pause and think this through, so I straightened up a little, causing us to have to reposition ourselves. My hand moved up and Becky retained control of its placement now firmly ensconced on her left breast. I could feel her nipple poking the palm of my hand through the multiple layers of red-checked fabric. Well, I guess if I had to title them, they would be friends, good friends. Friends with benefits? She giggled as she squeezed my hand, thus squeezing her own tit. Yeah. I laughed as I did my own squeezing, capturing her firm nipple between two fingers. Becky squealed and kicked her feet as I teased her. So, pressing her hand down firmly on mine in an attempt to make me behave. Am I a friend too? Well, you're certainly more than a passing acquaintance, particularly after our time together in a certain dressing room. Giving her another squeeze. Yeah. 
She sighed and relaxed her hold on my hand. That was the best sex I've ever had. I still can't quite believe what we did in that store. Just thinking about it gets me, well you know. I could feel her blush without seeing her. There was a long pause as she held my hand to her breast, flexing her fingers laced in between mine. So I guess I've been wondering about how you felt about the situation you find yourself in? My situation? I asked. Yeah, you know, living with your girlfriend and her two friends, having sex with all three of them and then picking up the occasional stray? She whispered the last sentence, like she was unsure whether she should say it or not. Well, first off, pulling her tighter to me. I don't know the Webster's definition of stray, but if you are referring to yourself, you are a beautiful woman that we happen to run into and everything that has happened after that. Well, you can call it fate or whatever, but we're all adults and no one is forcing anything on anyone. Trust me. In my wildest dreams, I could never imagine that my life would be like it is at this moment. I try not to think too hard on things that are out of my control. There was another long pause. So did that make any sense? I asked. Yes and no. She replied as she slid my hand back down onto her bare belly and held it there. I'm probably just putting too much thought into it, you know. I guess I imagine myself in Brit's position and I'm not sure I could do it, you know, share you and all. I mean, I admire her for being so confident and free, but at the same time, I guess I worry about what could happen between her and you, and well, all of us. She paused again and rubbed the back of my hand with hers. Okay, I'm definitely overthinking this, cause that's what I do, but say another girl comes along, say the girl from the barbecue place, the one with the tattoo. Yeah, Addie. I said maybe a little too quickly. Yes, Addie. Becky replied curtly. So Addie comes in for some pictures and before it's over she and Brit are all wrapped up in each other, and Addie falls head over heels for her, and tries to keep her for herself. What would you do, do you think? Well, as I shifted in my seat once more, my fingertips nudging at the waistband of her skirt. First off, I don't think anybody will ever keep Brit. As you may have noticed, the girl is pretty independent. If anything, she'd be the keeper, but I don't think that's in her nature either. Again, I guess I don't dwell on what-ifs and that kind of thing because in the end, I probably don't have much say in the matter. Now if you were to ask me how I would feel if Brit left me, of course I would be hurt, but I have to assume that I would also understand why we were no longer together and that would have to make it easier to take, I think. Becky rubbed the back of my hand, silent in thought. Turn right at the next stop, she said silent once more. I made the turn and asked. So did any of that answer any of your concerns? Becky pulled her feet off the dash and sat back next to me, her bare leg against my jeans. She retained control of my hand and once again I had tit in hand. I don't have real concerns, I guess. I just see what you and Brit have and I hope someday to have someone like you in my life. I mean to have something like Brit has with you. I can't tell you how happy I am to be a part of whatever this is, you know with Brit and you and maybe the others. Like I said, I tend to overthink things or maybe just think too much. Anyway, we're almost there. Another mile or so, and then we'll start seeing a white fence. That's the start of Virginia's ranch. Well, I said as I gave her breast a playful squeeze, we're pretty happy to have you as part of our lives now, too. I know that Brit thinks the world of you and between you and me, Kate and Gina are definitely looking forward to getting to know you better, if you catch my drift. The white three-rail fence came into view and I felt Becky shiver at my mention of the other girls. We were quiet as we passed what seemed like miles and miles of fence until we came to a big double gate with stone pillars. Here it is, she said as I turned onto the entry road. A large banner-like sign spanned the gateway, straight shooter spelled out in two-foot-high letters. 
Straight shooter? I inquired as we pulled up to the locked gate. Yeah. As she pulled on her boots and dug around in her purse for the key to the gate. Virginia's a big George Strait fan. I don't think her ex was too happy with her giving the ranch that name. She laughed as she slid over to the passenger door. I'll lock the gate behind us after you pull in. She gave me a wink and bailed out of the truck and skipped over to the big wooden gates. I pulled in and waited until she had us locked in. Jumping back in, she slid back beside me, but not before slipping in between me and the steering wheel and collecting a big kiss. I couldn't wait any longer. She said as she sat back down beside me. We're another half mile or so from the house. She said, pointing in the only direction we could go. I put the truck back in gear and rested my hand on her bare thigh. Shifting, Becky soon had my hand captured between her legs and I could feel the heat of excitement. She grabbed my wrist and held me there and sighed audibly. Too soon, the road widened and a big barn came into view. As we pulled into the clearing, I spotted the main house, a big two-story with a front porch and a couple hitching rails out front. On the other side of the clearing was a myriad of fences that made up a small arena and corrals. Half a dozen horses made their way to the fence when they saw us arrive. You can park anywhere, Becky said as I found a shade tree I could tuck the cab of the truck under. A couple of local boys take care of the horses for Virginia when she's not here, she said as I got out of the truck and stretched the kinks out. Becky came around the truck and took my hand and led me to the corrals. She told me their names, which I quickly forgot as I watched her lovingly tend to each horse. I stood there, leaning against the fence when I felt a nudge at my crotch. I jumped back like I'd been snake bit and Becky giggled. That's done, she informed me as I now looked down at the gray muzzle of a curious donkey. He was just saying hi, she said as she walked over and squatted down to rub Don between his long ears. Don's my buddy, she said. Virginia rescued him from a defunct petting zoo. If I'm here for a while, I'll let him out and he'll follow me around like a dog. She gave him a final scratch. Okay, big boy, we have things to do, but I'll see you before I go. The donkey answered with a loud bray in protest as Becky led the way to the barn. Just inside the door, she stopped and washed her hands in a big sink and then opened a refrigerator sitting next to it. Oh good, remind me to give them some apples before we leave, okay? I didn't answer as my mind tried to take in the interior of huge structure. Not near as big as my own warehouse, but architecturally, it was more than a barn really should be. Giant timber trusses spanned the building. A large hayloft made up the upper level on the far end of the building with what I assumed were tack rooms and general storage below. Along one side were stalls that connected to the various corrals outside, and there was enough space for the horses and Don, and at least six more of their friends. Virginia figured she might board horses when she retires, Becky said, answering my unasked query. The other side of the barn was evidently the motorized transportation area. There was a fairly new Dodge pickup, an old flatbed truck, a newer-looking John Deere four-wheel rig called a Gator and a couple of older tractors. Once again keying on my interest, Becky chimed in. The Gator is my favorite. We'll be taking it out later. As she took me by the hand and led me toward a set of stairs that led up to the hay loft. A little bell went off in my head. Wait a sec. As I let go of her hand. I forgot my camera. I thought I might take some reference shots while we're here. I sprinted back to the truck and grabbed the Nikon from the back seat. Back in the barn. I looked around but Becky was nowhere in sight. Becky? I yelled. Up here. She yelled back. I followed the sound of her voice upward and spied her standing against the rail at edge of the loft. Light filtered in through small skylights, lighting the golden bales of hay stacked high behind her. 
I brought the camera to my eye and she instantly began to pose, changing it up every few seconds. A dozen shots later, I lowered the camera. One more, she said. I looked up and watched as she untied and unbuttoned the shirt and dropped it beside her. Carefully, she stepped up on the middle board of the guard rail and leaning on the top rail, she spread her arms wide like she was going to fly. Artistically, it was an okay shot. The subject matter was great, but the denim skirt and the boots were kind of distracting. I took a couple shots, but she couldn't move around much, balanced on the rail as she was. I lowered the camera once more, ready to move on with the tour. Hold on one more, she said as she stepped down from the rail. I took the moment to check the shots on the back of the camera. Okay, she said and I looked up to see her in all her glory, standing on the top rail, naked as a jay while she held onto a rope connected to an overhead pulley. Jesus, be careful. I shouted, torn between taking the shot or running up the stairs to get her off her precarious perch. I'm okay, she said from high above. If I fall, you can just catch me. So how does this look? I now concentrated on the shot, and it was hot. The light behind her glowed and enough light fell on her front to cast small shadows under her breasts, and her pussy was seductively shrouded but for a glimmer reflecting off the nectar that seeped out her girlish slit. Can you safely sweep your hair over your shoulders? I asked as I snapped shot after shot. Before I knew it I'd taken another twenty or more shots, but still worried, I shot up the stairs, three steps at a time. Becky awaited my help, still holding the rope but now facing the wall of hay and straw. I couldn't resist a couple more shots before setting the camera down and rescuing her. Her pussy was conveniently situated at tongue level and I had no option but to sample the redhead's offering. I lapped the length of her lips, finishing at the tip of the arrow-shaped landing strip she so artfully maintained above her sex while my hands reached around and grabbed an ass cheek each. Becky squealed as the tip of my tongue parted her pussy. Holding tight to the rope, she swung her legs over my shoulders and then leaned in and grabbed the back of my head. Her confidence in my sense of balance strengthened me and I stepped back from the rail and turned, heading toward a pallet of bags of grain I'd spotted as I'd rushed onto the loft. Flying blind, I bumped into the pallet with my knees. I leaned in a bit, and feeling the top of the stack at about my belt line, I felt confident enough to lean in further and deposit my prize on her back. Lucky for her, the bags were a fairly forgiving fabric as opposed to a scratchy old burlap bag. Her chest heaved as she fairly panted with anticipation. Her upper chest flushed red and her nipples looked painfully stiff. The look on her face was a cross between fear and elation, not knowing what was going to happen next but knowing she would love it, whatever was coming her way. I threw her a curve she didn't see coming. Don't ever do anything like that again. I barked, a flash of genuine panic shone in her eyes. I should spank you good, you scared the shit out of me. I'm sorry. She squeaked but I caught a glimmer of passion in her eyes this time as she obediently rolled over and assumed the position, on her knees, but in the air and shoulders on the sacks of feed. My cock throbbed at her offering. I massaged each round globe for a second and without warning gave her right cheek a pop which sounded worse than it really was. Becky yelped and then moaned as I kissed the reddening area. I repeated the process three or four times until each side had a rosy glow. The moaning was continuous now as I caressed and kissed. Her tight pucker winked at me and her inner lips peeked out as I spread her ass cheeks. I'd waited long enough, spreading her cheeks wide and burying my face in her ass. Ah, jeez. She moaned as I lapped at her asshole. I slid my tongue down and slurped up her juices. I teased her clit before moving back up and slipping my tongue as deep inside her delicious cunt as I could. I burrowed in, 
lapping at her inner walls as my nose probed at her sweet pucker. She was doing a lap dance on my face, squirming as I consumed her. Her pussy spasmed on my tongue as her first orgasm struck. Yes, 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 she groaned as she bucked my face. I backed off before she knocked me over and she thrust back again, trying to reacquire my tongue. I gave her another slap on the ass, which only intensified the gyrations. Time for another approach. I grabbed her by the hips and unceremoniously flipped her onto her back. Before she could protest I spread her legs wide and once again buried myself in my work. Driving my tongue inside her pussy, my nose niggling her clit, I slowly introduced the set middle finger to her tight ass. With tongue and finger synced, I worked her until she was babbling, groaning and trying to curse, but the words wouldn't come. In a constant state of climax, I searched for the final trigger that would cause her ultimate collapse. With a mental head slap, I realized the missing element and let my one unoccupied hand stray up her side and then like a cat pouncing on an unsuspecting bird, I pinched an unsuspecting nipple. Oh you fuck! She cried before she lost her voice to the orgasm that overtook her. I held my place, fingers and tongue dead still as slowly came back to earth. I finally stood back up and with my hands still on her knees, I stretched my back and neck back into alignment. Her hands grabbed at mine to help her sit back up her but still perched on the bags of grain. Come here, she said softly, pulling me to her. She pulled my face to hers and gently kissed me, the tip of her tongue tracing my lips. She worked her way outward, licking up her residual juices. I thought Brit was about the best pussy-eater I've ever met, but I think you just took the blue ribbon. Smiling and then kissing me once more. My hands wandered down her back until they rested at the crease between butt and sack. I wedged my way in until she was sitting on my hands. Becky giggled as she rocked in my palms. You really are a butt man, aren't you? Guilty, I replied, giving her cheeks a parting squeeze. Well, can we see the rest of the place now? I guess, she said with mock dejection. You want to grab my clothes for me? I took the couple steps back to the pile of clothes next to the rail and picked up those in my camera. Turning back to her, she looked so cute, almost innocent, sitting there naked on the pallet of white sacks. Her legs hung down and were spread just enough to give a teasing glance at her wet sex. Her taut tummy and firm C-cups led my eyes up to her angelic face, bracketed by her long red locks. I tucked her clothes under my arm and took a couple more shots. I helped Becky get dressed, slipping her boots back on as she stuck her legs straight out. Jumping off the pallet, she stood there naked but for the boots and I couldn't hesitate taking a couple more shots as she struck numerous poses, some seductive and the remainder just plain silly. So what are you going to do with those pictures? She asked as she shimmied back into her skirt and slipped her arms into her shirt. Just add them to my private collection, I guess. Do you want copies? Sure, she said, tying her shirt under her tits, neglecting the couple of available buttons. So you suppose I could help you edit them? As she picked up her panties, contemplating them before stepping forward and tucking them in the front pocket of my jeans. Here, would you keep these for me? I won't need them for a while. She smiled and then leaned up and gave me another kiss. Taking my hand once more, she led the way back down the stairs and walked over to the John Deere rig. Here, let's take this. Sliding into the passenger seat. Oh, she squealed. The seat's cold. Wiggling her naked ass on the vinyl to warm it up. Lucky seat. I slid into the driver's seat and it fired right up. I pulled it out of the barn and stopped, awaiting directions. First, let's grab the cooler out of the truck and then we'll continue the tour. There's some bottled water in there too. I need to replace all the liquid you licked out of me. She giggled once more. 
I just shook my head as I loaded up the cooler and handed her a water. So where to next? Well, you've seen the inside of the barn and the corrals, so maybe we should look at the back of the barn. There's some nice trees back there and then we can check out the house. After we've looked over this area, we'll take that road, pointing to the south, and that'll take us to the original barn and farmhouse. There's also a nice pasture that should still be pretty green and then there's the lake. A lake? I asked as I maneuvered the four-wheeler around the barn. Yeah, I call it a lake. Maybe it's just a pond. I wonder what the difference is between a lake and a pond, she asked as I stopped the gator and took in the landscape. There was a beautiful stand of native oaks that let filtered light through, casting shadows on the leaf litter below. A pair of squirrels played on the ground, chasing one another from tree to tree. This will be a nice area if we catch the light just right, I said, as I picked up the camera and snapped a couple shots. Handing Becky the camera, I fired the rig back up and turned toward the main house. It was a nice two-story place with the big front porch and a deck out back that reached out toward a stream bed that probably ran pretty wide when it rained. For now, a soft trickle made a pleasant sound. Go ahead and take a couple shots here, will you? Becky smiled at me and then held the big camera to her eye and squeezed off a couple of shots. How are they? She asked, handing me the camera. Here, I said. You just push this and then these arrows let you toggle back and forth. Cool, she said. I think that's in focus. The screen is kind of small. They're just reference shots, so it's not that critical. See the button with the magnifying glass? You can zoom in and move the picture around with the arrows if you want to check focus. So where next? Oh, she said, interrupting her studies of the back of the camera. Just down that road. We'll go see the old barn and house. Still studying the camera. Okay. Turning the gator around and heading toward the old homestead. The four-wheeler rode pretty smoothly and the dirt road was in pretty good shape. I took my time, looking right and left, envisioning shots. Oh my. Becky gasped and I looked around to see what I had missed seeing. Not seeing anything except more of the same. I glanced over at her to see her fingers flying over the zoom button and the directional arrows like she'd owned the camera for years. What? I asked, keeping one eye on the road. Oh, well, I was just looking at the pictures you took in the barn and well, uh, well, uh, I look, well. You look what? Hot, sexy, beautiful, cute, innocent, what? I asked. Well, all the above, I guess. She said softly as she continued to scroll back and forth. How do you do it? She asked. I mean, I just stood there, or whatever, but you made me look, well, so different. Well, first off, it's not me, it's all you. I'll take some credit for the composition and the lighting, but the real beauty is all you, babe. Yeah, well, when I looked in the mirror this morning, this isn't who was staring back at me, she said, laying the camera in her lap and then reaching over and squeezing my thigh. Okay, around this next curve, you'll see the lake. Sure enough, after the long sweeping turn, we were facing the small lake or large pond, depending on the definition. Trees dotted the shoreline and a large green pasture ran up to one edge of the water. A small dock also ran out into the lake with a rowboat tied up to the side of it. Beautiful, I said as I stopped and took it all in. Yeah, it's one of my favorite spots, she sighed, her hands still on my leg. I've only done it a couple times, but I love skinny dipping in the lake. It's real private, so you don't have to worry about anyone seeing you her hand working its way up my leg. She found what she was looking for and gave a little squeeze. Not much further, she said, so I fired it back up, her hand still hanging on. A few hundred yards more of winding and meandering and we found ourselves in a little valley. Tucked tightly in the crease sat an old barn, 
leaning heavily to the left. It seemed to be held up by a giant oak that refused to let the old structure die completely. Off to the right and more in the clear was the old cabin, not much bigger than a two-car garage. The top couple of feet of the cobblestone chimney had fallen off and the front door hung askew while the windows surprisingly still retained the bulk of their glass. Any paint that had been on the lap siding was long gone, and the weathered gray blended nicely with the green backdrop of the tree-covered hill that sat behind the old home. I killed the engine once more and stepped out onto the blanket of small grasses that had worked their way through the layer of compressed decomposed granite. Without asking, Becky came up beside me and handed me my camera. It was dead quiet except for the rustling of the leaves and the chatter of the squirrels and chirping of the birds. Added to the silence was the artificial sound of the shutter of the camera as I stood in one spot and shot a 360-degree panorama, capturing the stunning redhead in one of the shots. I lowered the camera and just stood there for a moment, studying my surroundings and Becky stood silent, watching me. I finally felt her stare and I turned to her. She had a hopeful look on her face, as though looking for approval or something. It finally sunk through my thick skull that she had suggested this as a possible shoot location and was probably waiting for my appraisal. I walked the couple of steps over to her and wrapped one arm around her bare waist and pulled her close. I stared straight ahead and she stood silent, staring in the same general direction, probably wondering what the hell I was looking at. It's perfect. I could live here. I said and I felt her body relax and a small sigh escape her lips. I turned and kissed her cheek before she turned and locked her lips on mine. I'm glad you like it. She said and then taking my hand. Shall we see if the house is moving ready? I laughed as we walked hand in hand toward the little shanty. Well, it's going to need a little work, I think. I cautiously stuck my head in around the front door. Dark and dank, it looked to be completely empty. I think the bathroom may need a little work. I kidded, also testing her a little, but she was quick. The outhouse was over there, I think. Pointing to a pile of boards in an area between the house and the barn and the only patch of flourishing greenery other than the surrounding trees. Yeah, I agreed. It looks like that area is pretty well fertilized. You, she said, wrinkling up her nose. We waltzed over to the barn and I decided to heed Ginny's advice and simply admire it from the outside. I love this, I said. There are so many textures and shapes and the muted colors are beautiful. I can see a lot of shoots here other than those for your aunt. Do you suppose she'd let us come back and shoot other jobs here? Oh, I think that can be arranged, Becky said, squeezing my hand. I think Virginia has taken a shine to you, so I don't think it would take much convincing to let you come back. Well, I definitely want to compensate her somehow, I said. Well, you better watch yourself, Becky said as she led us back toward the gator. She's a pretty savvy businesswoman and has been known to enjoy bartering occasionally. I saw her checking out your butt the other night. I wouldn't be surprised if she came on to you. I started coughing, caught off guard by her comment. Are you okay? Patting my back, like that was supposed to help me get my breath back. I looked up at her, and she read my mind. Un? She gasped. She already did, didn't she? Virginia already hit on you. I told Britt that she'd probably go all cougar on you, but I was just kidding. When did she do it? What did she say? I was still trying to get my act together and I grabbed the bottle of water from the gator and took a big pull. Becky waited patiently until I was back to normal. So, did my aunt really make a move on you? Well, I don't know if you'd really call it a move or not, but there were some verbal cues if you will that might be interpreted that way. But then, maybe it was just all in jest. There, I thought, bullet dodged. 
Becky stared long and hard until her eyes suddenly grew big and she inhaled sharply. She was fitting you for jeans, wasn't she? Did she happen to need to measure your inseam? I didn't answer right away, but I knew she knew when she stepped up and placed her hand on the growing bulge in my jeans. I knew it, and then kissed me hard, her tongue dueling with mine as she ran her hand up and down my growing length. By the time the kiss was done, Becky was laughing, but still held her hand in place. I'm gonna have to talk to her and set some ground rules, I guess. I love my aunt and all, but no, not gonna happen. And she gave a little shiver. Eager to change the subject, I asked. So are there any other spots that you think would make nice backdrops for us? Letting me off the hook, she stepped around the gator. Let's go check out the lake. I have a favorite picnic spot there where we can have lunch, okay? No arguments from me, I said, sliding back behind the wheel and turning back toward the water. We ran along the tree line until we came to a pasture-like clearing. At the water's edge was the old wooden dock. Long in need of repair, it had a similar character to the old barn and cabin. That's nice, I said, pointing in that direction. Yeah. She smiled, happy with my approval. There, that big oak up ahead, that's where we're going. Big oak indeed, one of the biggest trees I'd seen on the property. It had a massive canopy that provided shade and a home and market for a community of squirrels and birds. I pulled up under the fringe of the mighty tree and was consumed by the peace and tranquility that washed over us once I turned the ignition off. I just sat there for a minute and let it soak in. Becky gave me a minute and then slid out of her seat and grabbed the blanket out of the back. As Becky was spreading out the blanket on the leaf-cushioned ground, I got out and grabbed the weighty cooler once more. I stared up into the tree as I walked toward the blanket. I see why this would be one of your favorite places. I think everyone needs a place where they can feel at rest and take a little time to regenerate, you know, kind of regroup and get your head straight. I sat the cooler down on one corner of the blanket and turned to her. Come here, I said, crooking my finger and beckoning her to me. With a sheepish grin, Becky kicked her boots off and walked barefoot across the blanket into my arms. I hugged her tight. Thanks again for bringing me here, I whispered in her ear. My hands wandered her bare lower back and pulled her tighter yet. You're more than welcome, she whispered back, her hands in my back pockets, holding me in place. We turned our heads and our lips met for an extended kiss, not the voracious, tongue-dueling kiss, but a more passionate, loving kind of kiss. Regardless of the type of kiss, my lower regions responded and Becky did too, grinding away. The sound of a couple squirrels chattering overhead broke our concentration. We both glanced up and spotted the pair looking down at us. Well, I said, they are either jealous or they're waiting to see what's for lunch. Becky laughed as she let go of me. Maybe we'll give them something to be jealous of later, but right now, I think we should have some lunch. I caught a little sparkle in her eye as she turned back to the cooler. Bending at the waist, her short skirt rose up till the bottom of her but cheeks peeked out. I gave an appreciative whistle. You could help, you know. She giggled, holding a Tupperware container out to her side. Yes, ma'am. Quickly moving up next to her. I gave her bare cheek a quick caress before taking the offered container. She let out a little moan before handing me yet another container, and then another. Who else are we feeding? I asked, now balancing four stories of food. Just us, she answered. Sit those down and I'll get the rest. Do you want a beer or I have some iced tea? I sat the containers down, and then sat down myself. From this level... Her long shapely legs seemed longer yet and a bit more of her beautiful but was in view and in the gap. Her girlish slit shined. Uh, I stuttered. Maybe I should stick to the tea. 
I've got a feeling it's going to be hard enough to pry myself away from this spot. If I have a beer, I'll probably be out like a light. You don't think I'm going to let you nap, do you? She said suggestively. She glanced over and I caught the glint again. You could go ahead and relax a little and take your boots off. I obeyed as she brought out the drinks and some plates and napkins and sat them next to the food. There, she said, sitting down on her knees and opening the various containers. It was a finger food feast of sliced meats and cheeses along with some French rolls and strawberries and grapes. Looks good, I said, taking the plate she handed me. Thank you for doing all this, gesturing to the food and the horizon. I can't think of where I'd rather be right now. Ah, well, you're welcome and thank you, leaning over and taking a kiss. Rearranging herself, Becky laid on her side, propped up on one hand and elbow, her long legs pointing toward the water. Her skirt rode high, offering a view that rivaled the still waters beyond. We laid parallel, eating and talking about nothing in particular. A couple of the braver squirrels approached, inching closer as Becky lured them with scraps of bread. Lunch over, I lay on my back and gazed up at the labyrinth of limbs above. Becky gathered up the remains of our meal and put them back in the cooler, and then joined me. Side by side, we stared up to watch the squirrels back overhead, scampering from branch to branch. I took her hand and brought it to my lips and kissed it. She snuggled closer until we gave in and I pulled her on top of me and we kissed. My hand sought out her ass as we moaned into our kiss. My fingers parted her cheeks as a breeze came off the water, the coolness washing over her hot sex, causing her to jump in my hands. Becky pushed herself up, straddling my belly. I reached up and untied the knotted shirt, exposing her perfect breasts once more. I ran my hands up her sides over her tits and then under her arms before lifting her up and setting her beside me. Jumping up, I pulled my shirt off as she worked to unbuckle my belt. I watched as the redhead concentrated on getting my jeans and boxers down around my ankles. My cock sprang free, bouncing in the cool breeze. Step out, she said softly as she held my jeans and boxers down on the blanket. I obeyed, stepping out of each leg, careful not to fall on my ass. Becky giggled as I stretched my arms out to balance myself. I stood there wearing nothing but my birthday suit— hard on bobbing up and down as I watched with some impatience as Becky studiously folded my clothes and sat them to the side. Back to the subject at hand, on her knees, she took me in her right hand and held me firm as she studied my manhood closely. Lifting and shifting, left to right and then back again, running a finger dip up and down the length and then tracing a circle around the shaft where the crown started. My cock lurched as she stroked the bottom of my cock at the base of the mushroom-like cap. She smiled and then placed a soft kiss on the tip. Looking up with big doe eyes, still firmly holding my dick, she said softly and with a tone of reverence. It I asked perfect. And with that she pressed it to her lips and took me in. Her lips were velvet smooth and her tongue soft and playful. In minutes, I couldn't have been any harder and she slowly drew me out through tightly pursed lips as she looked up at me. Her green eyes spoke volumes which she affirmed vocally as the head of my cock regrettably slipped between her lips. Love me, please, she whispered hoarsely. I leaned over and kissed her as I slowly lowered her onto her back on the leaf-litter-cushioned blanket. Becky helped with her skirt as I drew it over her hips and up her long legs, her feet resting on my chest. Now properly naked, me upright on my knees, her on her back, legs up and resting on my torso. She playfully tried to catch my erection between her toned thighs, but was soon wrestling to escape as I had her by the ankles with my tongue tickling her feet and toes. The giggling stopped as I slowly spread her legs apart, shoulder wide. I caught her eye and hers followed mine as I took in the sights before me. 
Her breasts rose and fell with each breath, nipples erect. Her abs were tight, and I swear her belly button gave me a teasing wink. She drew in her breath and held it as I gazed at her delicate flower, her inner petals peeking out in anticipation. In one fluid motion I was on my belly, her legs over my shoulders and my mouth firmly attached to her wet sex. Ah, jeez. She moaned to the squirrels peering down at her from the branches high above. For the second time that day I enjoyed her delectable pussy, a sweet peach for dessert. Becky allowed me to linger for a bit before reaching down to me. Her long fingers in my hair she tugged. Come here, she insisted, spreading her lower limbs further to let me pass. I slowly made my way, kissing and nibbling as I went. Between her legs, on my knees and my hands beside her, she reached up around my neck and pulled me in for a deep kiss. Her legs wrapped around me and pulled me down on top of her, grinding her hips in hope of a connection. Frustrated, she pulled my head beside hers and growled in my ear. Fuck me, George. I want to feel your cock inside me again, please. Pleading. Now I felt kind of bad. I couldn't recall ever having had someone beg me to fuck them. By rights, it should probably have been the other way around, but I intended to make the best of it. I pushed myself back up on my knees and with her legs spread wide, I grabbed my cock and teased her pussy. Is this what you want, baby? The tip of my cock slipping up and down between her slick inner lips. Yes. She hissed and then sucked in her breath as I nunched her slit with my slick sword. Please, baby. She gasped as I let just the tip slip inside her tight portal. I held it there as she tried to plunge her hips downward. I held her at bay as I stared down at the wondrous sight of her lips sucking on my cock head. A chattering above distracted me and I glanced up to see the pair of furry voyeurs. Someone's watching, I said jokingly. She wasn't laughing. Fuck em. She growled as she thrust her hips at me once more. Fuck them and fuck me, give me your cock. Her insistence made my cock throb and I slowly I made my entrance, lowering my hips and advancing. Oh yeah. She moaned at about the halfway point and I stalled just long enough to straighten up and prepare for the final push. Taking hold of her wonderful legs once more, I rocked her back until her but was off the ground and her love tunnel and my cock were in perfect alignment. Looking up at me, she bit her lower lip and then looked down at our connection. I too looked down and watched as I slowly made my way. Oh, so big. She moaned as her pussy walls hugged me tight. Her hands held my hips as she coaxed me deeper inside her. Her tight pussy walls were slick and warm. So full. She moaned. I stalled briefly to let her acclimate, and myself for that matter. Her nails dug into my hips. All of it, baby. She whispered. I want to feel you fill me completely. I obliged cautiously, inching my way until I was balls deep. Oh God. She shuddered as I gave it a little thrust to make sure I was parked completely inside her constricting cunt. I lowered myself downward until our lips met, and we tongue-fucked each other's mouths as our dirty bits played. Her pussy undulated in response to my cock swelling as I clinched. Fuck me. She mumbled as we continued our oral lovemaking. I rocked my hips as she did the same our groins parting just enough to let us slam back together. A layer of sweat formed between us and I pushed up and a chill washed over us as a cooling breeze slipped between her and I. I shivered, my cock joining in and she squealed and tried to pull me back to her. Anon! I chastised her as I pushed myself up, arms and back straight, ready for some push-ups. Her eyes grew big as I buried my cock to the hilt in one smooth move and just as quickly withdrew. My cock was slick, just the head still hidden within. More, she said with a pleading look. Gladly, I answered and said a cadence. 
Becky moaned and gritted her teeth as she lifted and rocked her hips, testing a new spot with each cycle. After a dozen strokes, she found her spot and held it for just a few more. There, there, there. She panted until her pussy clinched and her orgasm rolled up through her pussy, ebbing into her tight belly, rippling to her belly button. I paused to let her recover. She smiled, eyes closed and hummed in satisfaction. Slowly she opened her eyes and mouthed well. I leaned down and kissed her once more as I slowly buried myself and reaching under her back, I rolled to mine. Becky squealed as she held on tight and found herself on top, still impaled. Your turn. I told her, my hands sliding up over her glistening torso until I had two hands full of firm tit. Oh yeah. She groaned, eyes closed once more and gyrating. My cock stirred her pussy as I mauled her breasts. Your cock feels so good in my pussy baby. She said out loud, her eyes still closed, her long red locks draped haphazardly over her shoulders and face. The pair of inquisitive rodents above chattered back and forth. I think they're talking about us now, babe. As I brought my hands down to her waist, giving her a hint. She was quick to catch on as she moved her legs until she was squatting on my cock. I offered my hands to her, and she laced her fingers in mine, palm to palm. I'll give them something to talk about. She smiled as she lowered herself down, and then back up. I watched as she made my stiff cock appear and disappear over and over. Where does it all go? she asked. I looked up to see her smiling at my raptured concentration. You little. I said as I grabbed her around the waist and pulled her down on top of me. She laughed and then moaned as I slipped out of her. I hugged her tight and kissed her as we rolled around on the blanket. I was glad for the reprieve because I don't think I could take much more before I popped my cork and I was enjoying myself too much to let it end that soon. On my back, I held her tight and ran my hands over her backside. She began to relax and dropped her head beside mine and purred in my ear. The sun feels good, as it found its way through the canopy above and warmed her back. Here, she said as she rolled off and lay beside me, the sun now warming both our fronts. Doesn't that feel good? she asked. Her question coincided with her hand finding my half-stiff and sticky cock, so I wasn't quite sure how to answer. Your hand or the sun? I asked as my own hand crept toward her pussy. Either. She answered in a low moan as my middle finger parted her moist slit. We lay there for a couple minutes, just teasing one another, testing to see who would break first. My cock was at full mast and drooling while her pussy lips panted as my fingers played amongst the petals. I finally won the battle. Enough! She barked as she rolled over onto all fours, facing the water. I just lay there, taking in the sights. Her perfect ass cheeks flanked an anxious pussy, lips wet and wanting. Dropping down to her rest her head on the blanket, she reached back with both hands and spread her cheeks while glaring back at me. Her pussy lips gaped and an inviting entrance magically opened. Perched just above was her puckered star, pulsating as her breathing became more labored. I watched, entranced as two long fingers on one hand slid between her distended pussy lips before plunging into her eager pussy. Becky moaned, still staring at me as she fingered herself slowly. The tone of her moan changed and I glanced up to see a finger from her other hand burrow itself into the sweet pucker that was her ass. Finding a rhythm, she closed her eyes and pleasured herself for me. I could feel my heartbeat in my cock. It was time to join in. On my knees, I crawled up behind her and got a closer view. The only sound was a gentle rustling of the leaves above and the obscene slurping sound of her fingers working over her pussy and ass. I slowly leaned in and put a hand on each ass cheek and spread them wide enough to accommodate my face and tongue. The moaning increased as my tongue worked over any place it could get to.
licking fingers as they slipped in and out, tonguing her taint when I could sneak in. My cock reminded me why we were there and I agreed. It was time. I straightened up, still on my knees and took hold of the wrist attached to the hand and fingers that were still hard at work in her perfect pussy. She groaned in protest as I snaked her arm out of under her and brought her fingers to my mouth. Her other fingers, too now, continued to rock her ass and I inched closer until my dick was aligned with her open snatch. With intentional precise timing, I took her two pussy-soaked fingers in my mouth and sucked mightily at the same time I slipped my cock inside her, slipping effortlessly to the hilt. Fuck me! She cried as her pussy clinched my invading cock and another orgasm rolled up and down my length. Pleased with the outcome, I released her hand and grabbed her hips and slowly withdrew, just leaving the tip in and then buried my cock once more. I could feel both fingers in her ass against my cock, and as she moved like she was going to withdraw them, I hurriedly grabbed her wrist to stall her move. She wiggled her fingers and I thought I'd bust my nut right there, and she moaned as I pushed her hand tighter to her ass. My cock throbbed as I continued to fuck her tight pussy, staring down at her fingers and my cock buried deep within her. Becky struggled to push herself up on one hand and twisted to look back over her shoulder. Looking through strands of sweat-soaked hair, she glared at me. Bet you'd like to fuck that ass, wouldn't you? I replied by pushing my cock deeper. She winced as my cock pushed at her cervix. Brit said I should let you fuck my ass, says it feels fucking fantastic. My cock throbbed again as I continued to abuse her tight sex. Becky whipped her head, trying to get the hair off her face, moaning she kept stroking her fingers in and out of her ass, trying to pinch my cock through the thin inner walls. Her pussy rippled over my cock as another orgasm rolled though her. Oh God. She moaned as she rocked to stay upright on her one extended arm. On impulse I let go of her wrist and reached out and grabbed the only thing within reach, her hair. Becky did what she had to do and caught herself with her now freed hand, again now on all fours. We both paused a split second to adjust to the new arrangement. I had a hand full of red hair and a lonely cock. I stared down at her gaping asshole and debated on what to fill it with. As I was contemplating my dilemma, I pulled back on her hair and her pussy squeezed my cock and she moaned, pushing back. Fuck yeah, ride me cowboy. Now was not the time to get cute. My cock had taken about all the teasing it could handle and I was ready for the grand finale. I gave her a quick slap on the ass and reined her in, pulling back the handful of ginger hair, my balls slapping her clit. Becky bucked as she whimpered. Yes, 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 fuck my pussy, fuck, fuck, fuck. I held on tight, pulling on her hair with one hand, the other grasping her hip. The cool breeze had stalled and the sweat rolled down my brow dripping off my nose. My chest hair was soaked, and I could feel the sweat running down my back into the crack of my ass. I had to come soon or pass out. Becky was in a state of constant orgasm, and she too was about at the end of the ride. Come for me, baby. She stuttered. Fill my pussy. I want to feel your cock fill me. Ah. As another orgasm took hold. I continued to plunge in and out of her slick snatch. The wet squelching sound echoed around us. Finally, I felt it deep inside. Balls tightened and I pulled back once more. Oh baby, the redhead pleaded, looking over her shoulder. I happened to glance down just as I was ready to make my final drive and there was her asshole, crying out for attention. Becky's eyes grew large as she looked back and felt my thumb slip deep into her ass as I drove my cock one last time into her convulsing cunt. O-H-F-U-C-K, was the chorus as our climaxes synced. I let go of her hair and wrapped my arm around her waist as my cock spewed time and again filling her to the brim and I held tight as her pussy strangled my cock, wringing out every bit of cum I had to give. I'm not sure who was holding who up, 
but we managed to stay upright, catching our breath as the breeze picked back up once more. We shivered as we stayed locked together, the occasional aftershock making us jump and giggle. I don't think I can move, I said as I lay my head on her back and hugged her. I wiggled my thumb in her butt and she moaned, squeezing my cock in return. I wish Britt was here, Becky said, willing her pussy to suck at my overworked dick. I managed a questioning huh? I'd have her suck your come out of my pussy the way I did to her in the dressing room that night. Ah fuck, was my response as my cock lurched and unloaded one last round inside her. Oh yeah, she squealed with laughter as her pussy responded one more time. I was done, wrung out, ridden hard and put away wet, whatever. Releasing my hold and with the grace of a drunken frat boy, I collapsed behind her, thumb and cock wrenched free and without forethought. Ah, she moaned now feeling empty and cold. I mustered enough strength to reach out and coax her to lie down beside me and we wrapped our arms around each other and drifted off to sleep. The nap was a short one, interrupted by the cooling breeze and the constant racket of the squirrel family above us. Becky shivered and pulled my arms tighter to her chest, wiggling her butt on my crotch. I threw one leg over hers and drew her in tight and she hummed happily. It's later than I thought, she said, noting the sun low above the surrounding hills. Yeah, we better get a move on, I replied, only hugging her tighter and nuzzling her neck. Becky giggled and rocked her hips some more, trying to get a rise out of me, but another cold gust came off the lake and I made the command decision that it was indeed time to leave. Come on, sweet cheeks, I said as I rolled back and gave her a little slap on that perfect butt. We need to head for the barn. Okay, she moaned as she stood up cautiously. I too took my time to get realigned as I stood, stretching for the limbs above. You, she said and I looked over to see what elicited that remark. My cock jumped as I watched her rake the inside of her thigh with two long fingers, gathering the mixed concoction that seeped out of her pussy. She brought it to her lips and licked her fingers clean as she looked me in the eye. My cock responded and she smiled as she took another swipe of our excesses. Want some? She offered, holding out her hand. I don't think she really thought I'd take her up on her offer but her eyes grew large when I stepped up to her and sucked on her fingers one at a time, my eyes locked on hers. Oh God, George. She shivered as she stared at her fingers in my mouth. My pussy's wet again. My hand dipped down for confirmation, and sure enough her pussy juices had welled to the surface once more. I slipped on fingering to check the depth, and she quickly grabbed my wrist with her available hand. No more. She whimpered. I don't think I can take another orgasm right now. I withdrew her digits from between my lips and pulled her tight to me. My nearly rigid cock poked at her belly as I took her lips to mine, and we kissed long and hard, our tongues taking over the lovemaking. Her hand found my cock as my finger lingered in her cunt, and we moaned in our kiss. Any longer, and we were destined to a repeat performance. But another chilly gust brought us to our senses. Okay, okay, she said, releasing me. I so want to fuck you again, she said, her forehead against mine eye to eye but it's gonna be dark soon and I need to rinse off. And with that, she broke free and laughed as she sprinted toward the lake. I blindly followed, hard on leading the way, not giving a thought as to the impending water temperature that awaited. Ah shit, I said as I tried to slow before my junk was submerged in the freezing waters. Becky turned and laughed as she squatted until she was shoulder deep in the frigid lake. Don't be a baby, she said, still laughing as I danced to stay above the waterline. Just go ahead and get wet, it's not that cold. Not to be outdone by a girl, macho fool that I am, I moved deeper until I was standing chest deep. Becky joined me and gave me a hug. 
See, it's not that bad. Splashing the freezing water onto my chest. Before I could retaliate, she wisely stopped and I felt her groping for my manhood. Latching on, she gave me a sympathetic look. Oh, maybe it is cold. And then laughing, she turned and made for the shore. Chapter 25 Sunday morning I got in late last night after a long day of scouting a ranch for a photo shoot next week and a bunch of sex. Our red-headed friend Becky works at a western ware store that is owned by her aunt, a feisty older woman named Virginia, or Ginny as her friends call her. Ginny just happened to need some photo work done for the store and Becky quickly recommended us for the job. Ginny owns a small ranch outside of town, and both she and Becky thought that it would be the ideal place to shoot for her store. Britt, my business partner, lover and best friend insisted that Becky and I visit the ranch to scope it out while she and our other roommates, Kate and Gina, finish closing down their bikini boutique and move all the contents to my warehouse. Since buying out the business from an old friend, John, the girls decided that they would be an online company only. Between that and going to school, they will be a busy bunch of girls. All three of them, Brit included, are also students at the local state college and the fall semester starts soon. As I was saying, I got home late and I was bushed. I'd always heard that redheads could be wild and insatiable and Becky was doing her part to live up to that reputation. Becky and I had been together once before on a wild evening in a couple of stores at the local mall. She and Brit had orchestrated the whole event that culminated in a three-way fuckfest in a dressing room at a famous lingerie store. Out at her aunt's ranch, Other than a few representatives from the equine family, we had the place to ourselves and Becky decided to work out a few fantasies that she had stored up over the years. Before we'd left the ranch, she'd had her pussy eaten in the hayloft and fucked three ways from Sunday under the canopy of a majestic oak. I was pretty well satisfied with the day's accomplishments, but Becky had one more fantasy to fulfill. After a quick bite at the local barbecue joint for dinner, I took Becky back to her car at the store. Evidently the dark parking lot and my big truck were too much to pass up, so we finished off the evening with an awkward fuck in the cab of the truck. When I finally did get home, all was quiet. I tiptoed around and found Kate and Gina in their bed, fast asleep and spooning under the sheets. I crept into the master bedroom and found my love, Brit, face down on the top of the bed, bare-ass naked. Her long blonde hair was artfully fanned out over her back, reaching nearly to her perfect butt. Her long, sculpted legs were spread just enough to offer a glimpse of her sweet slit. More often than not, when I did catch Britta asleep alone in our bed, she was in some kind of provocative pose. It seemed like it must have been wholly intentional, but her cute snore gave proof that she just naturally looked sexy while she slept. Once again, lack of a decent camera frustrated me and I thought of what a great series of photos I could have been amassing of my statuesque lover in slumbrous repose. I slipped into the bathroom and took a quick shower washing away any evidence of Becky and my romp on the ranch. The next morning asterisk asterisk I awoke with sweet kisses on my neck and shoulder and a soft hand firmly gripping my morning wood, stroking ever so slightly. Sweet dreams? Brit asked as she shifted to kiss my lips, half lying on my chest. I could feel her stiff nipple on her perfect C-cup breast poking at mine. Mmm, I replied in her kiss. My left arm pulled her to me as my right hand ran over her backside. She moaned in turn as I caressed her firm but cheek. So how was the ranch? Her hand still on my cock, running up and down my length. It was fine, nice place. I replied, continuing the bum massage. And Becky? She asked, her grip a little tighter. I tried not to smile at her obvious intent of squeezing information out of me, as it were. Becky was fine, very helpful. 
I answered. Her eyes narrowed at my answer, pursing her lips in frustration. Anything else? As she ran her thumb over the head of my dick, gathering the drop of precum that had perked out. Enjoying the teas, I answered. We had a nice picnic lunch. Just able to contain my moan as she played with my slick crown. Brit growled a little in my ear before running her tongue around it, nibbling at the lobe. Her grip tightened a bit more, the stroke slower. Anything else? It was obvious what she wanted to hear about, but in all honesty, even though she sort of set up the whole thing, I didn't think it was right to talk about the private goings-on between Becky and I. Sure, I knew that as soon as Becky and Brit got together there would be a blow-by-blow narration of the entire day and somehow, that was okay with me. I turned my head to capture her lips and kissed her hard, my distraction tactic. Our tongues dueled, her hand moved a bit faster as I explored the crack of her ass. I thought I was in the clear when she suddenly stopped, squeezing my cock to the point that it almost hurt. She lifted her head and stared down at me, a bit of a glare. Nice try, mister, now spill it. Easing her grip and moving up and down in incremental amounts. I smiled back up at her which only pissed her off more and then my middle finger found her rosebud and applied pressure. She bit her bottom lip and rocked her hips a bit, trying to contain a pleasurable moan. You know a gentleman never tells tales. Slipping the tip of my finger into her ass. Oh you fuck. She moaned out loud. Momentarily distracted, I physically dragged her by the ass over the top of me until her pussy was planted on my face and I went at her like a dog on a bone. Holy shit. She cried as I had an ass cheek in each hand and spread her wide and feasted on her wet cunt. Her first orgasm came quick as I buried my tongue in her pussy, my stubble-covered chin grated her clit, and my nose poked at her pink pucker. Fuck, fuck, fuck! She chanted as she ground her crotch on my face. On the downhill side of a face-quenching climax, Brit remembered my cock and I felt it slip inside her warm, wet mouth. Determined to return the favor, she worked my cock taking it as only she could, deep into her throat. Her nose nudged my balls as she tried to swallow me whole. Oh baby! I mumbled as I French-kissed her pussy. Lubrication abounded as I gathered up a couple fingers full and approached her ass once more. Her pussy clinched on my tongue as my middle finger made entry into her tight tush. I felt her groan on my cock as I stroked my finger slowly, my tongue still playing inside. The duel was now in full swing to see who succumbed first. I figured I had a two-to-one advantage along with the fact that the pump was primed after her first climax. Brit was up for it though and was working my balls with one hand while her talented mouth had complete control of my swelling dick. Brit squirmed on my face, either trying to get free or smother me, one or the other. Instinctively, I reached up with my free hand and gave her a sweat on the ass before I grabbed a handful and held on tight. I spread her cheeks more, burying my face as deep as I could, growling as my tongue fucked her. Cross-eyed, I tried to focus on the sight of my finger probing her constricting ass. Her moaning was constant now, reverberating on my throbbing cock. My balls were soaked with her saliva and she continued to massage them, working my cum upward. Occasionally I felt a stray finger slide over my taint, in search of my ass, but I would clinch my butt and push myself further into the mattress. No way was she going there. After what seemed like hours, we were both ready to fall over the edge. Brit's body seemed to vibrate building pressure before the final eruption and my balls were in hiding, clinched, and ready. Holding on for all I was worth, one final tactic jumped to the front of my brain, directing my middle finger on my other hand. Brit inhaled deep and squirmed even more when she felt the second finger knocking at her back door. In a split second, victory was mine. My lover had an off-the-scale orgasm rip through her, 
her pussy walls undulating on my tongue, trying to draw me in even further as her ass did its best to try and expel the two intruders that were buried as deep as my anatomy would allow. I held my ground, doing my best not to drown in a river of sweet pussy nectar, and in defense I did my best to choke her, letting loose a torrent of cum deep into her gullet. Ever the trooper, Brit never flinched, swallowing load after load until I was spent. Depleted of all my reserves, I collapsed, releasing my hold on her, eliciting a sad sigh. Brit released her hostage, my spent cock flopping onto my belly. Come here, I said, grabbing her by the hips and spinning her end for end on top of me once more. Our eyes met, and hers glistened as she looked down on me. A telepathic spark caused my heart to flutter, and my own eyes betrayed my emotions. My lover parted her lips to speak but before she had a chance to utter a word, I took her head in both my hands and brought our lips together. The kiss was one of those long, lingering kisses. A loving kiss I'll call it. Nice and moist but not one of those ravenous, dick-straightening kisses. If kisses were kind of like a foreign language or a secret code, this one translated to I love you. We both uttered audible sighs when our lips parted and I rolled us to our sides, still face to face, all body parts touching that could. For a moment we just looked at one another, telepathically urging the other to speak first. I love you so much, I whispered first as I ran my free hand up her side. The words or maybe the touch brought a shiver that washed over her. I pulled her in tighter, and she kissed me softly once more and licked my lips with the tip of her tongue and then whispered back. I love you more. We finally drug ourselves out of bed and the rest of the day was spent with Kate and Gina in the warehouse moving stuff around until we finally came up with a layout for the room I was going to build for them in the front corner of the warehouse. There was the occasional question about the ranch and what I thought the shoot on Saturday would be like, but Britt must have given the girls the heads up on my don't kiss and tell philosophy. Like all Sundays, it ended too soon, another work week looming. Monday all my girls were sound asleep when I quietly snuck out of the house to begin another work week. Most of the morning, I was in this kind of mental fog, thinking about the construction work coming to an end and the photography business taking over. There were so many things I had to get done to make a clean break from the building business, and at the same time, I wanted to make sure that I really hit the road running when the photo biz was my only job. Thank God for Brit. Right on cue, the Bluetooth jangled in my ear. This is George. Hey baby, came the voice that took me to a better place every time I heard it. How's your day going? Well, it's better now, I answered. Ah, uh, well, I'm sorry you didn't get your good morning kiss this morning, she said huskily, my cock stirred. I didn't want to wake you, but you did get your kiss, I said. Oh baby, I'm sorry, I didn't even notice. I must have really been out of it, she said apologetically. Hey, no worries. You look so cute laying there all curled up that I didn't want to wake you. I didn't figure a kiss on the butt would wake you anyway, but let me tell you, it was hard not to give it a little nibble. Oh baby, she replied in her innocent little girl voice. Don't ever worry about waking me to give me a kiss, but you probably wouldn't have gotten to work on time. She giggled. Yeah, that's kinda why I didn't wake you. So anyway, you called me. What's up? Oh yeah, well it's been a busy morning so far. I confirmed Kate's shoot for tomorrow so we're good to go there and we got an email from one of the local television stations wanting to talk about shooting some promo shots, you know, headshots of some of the honor people and that kind of thing. Well that would be different, I said. I'd have thought that they had people in-house for that, but maybe all they do is video, so... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. How do you want me to reply? Well did they ask for anything specific like pricing or anything like that? No, now that I read it again. 
it looks like they are just asking if we are interested in doing the work. I could reply that we are interested and give them our website if they don't already have it, and offer to set up a meeting or a phone call to discuss the specifics. How does that sound? She asked. That works for me, babe. Anything else? No, I guess not. She replied, this time sounding a bit disappointed. I waited for a second and then asked warily. Is everything okay? Huh? Sounding like she just snapped out of a daydream. Oh yeah, sorry baby. I was thinking about you kissing my butt this morning and hearing your voice and all. I guess I just miss you is all. I know it's silly, but the more I think about you being here all the time, you know, with me. Well, I'm just anxious, I guess. My heart did a little flutter. A common occurrence here lately. Yeah, you say that now. I kidded. After a couple days, I continued. You'll be looking for things for me to do just to get me out of your hair. I've been told more than once that I'm kind of a dick when it comes to being a boss. Ha! She cracked. I don't believe that for a minute, but then they don't have the secret weapon that I have to keep you from turning into a tyrannical slave driver. Oh, really? And what secret weapon would that be? Well, she said, her voice low and husky. If you get a bit testy and somewhat of a dick, well, I'll just suck on yours until you behave. Okay. I laughed. Now you've done it. I'll probably be an asshole two or three times a day now. Yeah, and don't you forget that two can play that game, Buster. She laughed. I get real cranky if I don't get off at least three or four times a day. All right, all right. I said in mock defeat. The state says I have to give you a lunch and two breaks in an eight-hour workday, so a couple of quickies for break, and a good old-fashioned fucking at lunch. How does that sound? All I heard was laughing and snorting on the other end. She finally caught her breath. Oh God, baby, you miss your calling as a labor negotiator. I'll sign that contract anytime you want. God, I can't wait until you're here every day. Shit, I'm so horny now. My pussy's leaking like someone left the tap on. Well, I'm sorry, babe. Trying to get the kink out of my dick, lodged in my pants. I guess you'll have to take care of that little problem yourself this time. Fat chance. She moaned and I visualized her sitting in the office, legs up on the desk with her fingers buried in her slick snatch. You forget, I have two able and willing girlfriends here now, working away downstairs. In fact, if I move just a little to the right here, yeah, there they are, wearing nothing but little shorts and string tops, sorting through their inventory. I'll bet you I can get a little three-way going here before you can get your dick out of your pants. Ah, Jesus, Brit. I groaned as my cock tried to snap itself in two, captured in my jeans. You are so going to get it when I get home. You promise, big boy? May West now in the building. I could hear the slick squelching sounds of her fingers working her pussy. My destination was in sight, and it would take a couple minutes before I dared leave the truck. Crap, I gotta go, babe. I love you. See you tonight. All I got in reply was a strangled, uh-huh, yeah, love you too, a deep inhale and the sound of the handset dropping onto its base, dial tone. Tuesday morning, early I woke up early and a bit sore. I was snuggled up to Brit's backside, our normal sleeping position. My right hand cupped her right breast and my cock was nestled in her ass crack, a hot dog in a bun. Last night began to replay itself as I pulled her tighter and nuzzled the nape of her neck. After our teasing phone call that left me with a set of blue balls, a bent dick and visions of her, Kate and Gina in a daisy chain, licking each other into submission, Brit saw fit to send more teasing tidbits to my phone. Throughout the rest of the day I got glimpses of various pussies and tits, fingers and tongues in various places and then to top it off, Brit discovered the pictures I'd taken on Saturday at the ranch. Of course, the only ones she forwarded were those of Becky, 
our red-headed cowgirl, in various states of undress and compromising positions. Little comments like, lick this or nice view accompanied many of them. The last photo I got, just as I was on my way home, was a perfectly framed shot of what I immediately recognized as Brit's backside, bent over our desk, her sweet ass just waiting to be used and abused. The attached note said, hurry home, we're waiting. Needless to say, I did. Thankfully, home was close and I was hornier than a two-peckered billy goat as my dad used to say. I cussed the big rolling door until it finally opened and then came to a screeching halt in front of the house. I don't know if I noticed it or not, but Brit's car was the only other one there. I jumped out of my truck and yelled, Hey Brit baby, I'm home. Since the last picture was taken in our loft-slash-office above the house, I thought she might still be up there and would poke her pretty head out over the railing above. No such luck, so I closed the truck door and opened the front door and stepped into the living room. What's all the shouting about? Came an innocent query from the kitchen. I followed her reply and stopped dead in my tracks when I turned the corner. Well, I stopped, but my cock kept going. I was stiff as rebar before I could take her all in. Brit stood timidly in front of the island and fidgeted as I stood there, mouth agape, looking her up and down. Her long blonde locks hung down over her shoulders in two ponytails with little red bows. She was looking down at her feet and was chewing on her bottom lip. She wore a long sleeve white shirt with the sleeves rolled up and the tails tied under her proud breasts. The shirt was a couple sizes too small and the top button stood no chance of ever hiding an incredible cleavage. Her taut tummy and her womanly hips led to a very short pleated plaid skirt, not much wider than some belts I own. My cock throbbed as I perused the sights and I heard a little whimper. I glanced up as she quickly dropped her eyes back to the floor. I returned to my survey and followed her long shapely legs until they disappeared into little ruffled white ankle socks and black and white saddle shoes. Role playing wasn't something that Brit or I had ever really fooled around with before. She was always trying to dress provocatively to get a rise out of me like the frilly apron she wore last week while making dinner for us. I quickly decided to play along and I stared at her sternly and said, Look at me, young lady. She wrung her hands and continued to stare at the floor. Brittany, look at me when I'm talking to you. Slowly she raised her head and her facial expression crushed me. Sad or even a little scared, she looked up at me with watery eyes and her mouth turned down. I wanted to rush to her and take her in my arms and console her, make everything okay. Then the little stink broke out into a big smile and stuck her tongue out at me. Why you little? And then she ran, giggling and squealing as I took chase. Around the island we went and I slid into the refrigerator trying to make the turn. Bet you can't catch me daddy. She laughed as she headed for the front door. Oh you're so getting a spankin when I catch you young lady. I yelled at her, completely caught up in the game now. She bent over and gave herself a little sweat on her bare ass cheek, taunting me before she sprinted out the door. I was close behind, or at least I thought I was. Out the front door, I stopped and looked out into the dark shadows of the massive warehouse. Our home was in one back corner with thousands of square feet remaining, open and lit only by any stray star or moonlight that came through the dirty glass skylights high overhead. Standing still, I waited for my eyes to adjust or a stray sound that might give me a clue as to where my playful vixen was hiding. A soft, shuffling noise, like someone dragging a tarp across the floor caught my ear. I turned to where I thought the sound came from, but then it came again, this time behind me. Damn the acoustics in this building. I mumbled out loud to myself. I swear you could hear a mouse fart across the room if it was quiet enough, and tonight it was dead quiet. Maybe I stood a better chance of tracking down my elusive prey if I went to a higher vantage point. 
I cursed to myself as the stairs creaked as I tried to sneak up to the office. Halfway up I heard, PSSSSDT, and it sounded like it was above me. I smiled, knowing I had her cornered then a clattering sound like a stack of hubcaps falling off a shelf followed by a soft, damn it, crap that didn't come from the office, so back down the stairs I went. Again, nothing but silence. I was getting a little tired of the game now and was about to yell ollie ollie oxen free like we did when I was a kid playing hide and seek when a loud click resonated though the building, the unmistakable sound of an old car door latch. Gotcha now. I said to myself softly and I took a circuitous path toward the two vehicles that were to be our next shots for the body shop calendar. Light now filtered in through the skylights as the clouds cleared, allowing the full moon to shine bright, highlighting the classic vehicles. I crept up to the pickup and slowly raised my head up and glanced through the side window. The truck was empty. Turning to the big boat of a car, the Hornet, I crouched down and duck walked to the side of the car. A quick glance through the driver's window revealed nothing but the classic interior. A little side shuffle to the right and I took a cautious look in the back, half expecting Brit to launch some sort of counterattack. Through the green-tinted glass of the rear door of the old car was a sight that had my heart racing and choking back laughter at the same time. Framed by the little plaid skirt, Brit's perfect bubble but was all I could see. It took me a minute to focus and see that she was on her knees on the back seat, her head down, imitating an ostrich, thinking I couldn't see her. It was cute, hilarious, and sexy all at the same time. I stood up straight and quietly walked around the back of the car and approached the rear door on the passenger side. I mashed my face against the window and looked down at her. Like a little girl playing hide-and-seek, she stayed perfectly still and quiet. I too stayed statue still and waited a bit until she finally picked her head up and looked back behind her to see if the coast was clear. I detected a little satisfied grin on her face as she turned back and pushed herself up only to see my distorted mug plastered against the fogged rear window. Eek! came the little girl's scream. I try not to bust up laughing as I grabbed the door handle and slid into the spacious rear compartment. Gotcha, you bad little girl! I said as we struggled on the cool leather upholstery. I finally got her in my lap, her long bare legs stretched out on the seat. Still squirming I pulled her in tight and kissed her hard. The fidgeting ceased as our tongues groped one another. Her ass rocked in my lap, teasing my obvious arousal, so I countered, easily untying her button-down shirt and mauling her tits. Her moaning grew louder as I tweaked her hard nipples. Oh daddy, she whispered as I nibbled the nape of her neck. Hearing this snapped me back into my role and before she had time to squeal in protest, I flipped her over, face down over my knees. I ran my hand over her bare thighs, eliciting more moaning. Brit had momentarily forgotten her role in all this and I quickly reminded her, delivering a sharp swat to her nearly covered butt. She gasped with surprise. Ow daddy that hurt. She whimpered in her little girl persona. My dick reacted, tickling her tummy and she let out a little snicker. This is no laughing matter. I said sternly as I flipped the tiny skirt up, revealing her perfect ass. I ran my hand over one cheek, seemingly comforting her just before I hauled back and delivered a stinging open hand slap on the same cheek. Oh shit! She exclaimed, caught off guard. Watch your language, young lady. I replied, delivering another sweat to her other cheek. Back in step, she replied. Oh daddy, that hurt. Please don't spank me again. Her voice was kind of a disconcerting combination of innocent little girl and wanting woman. I massaged both cheeks, now a rosy red. My middle finger slipped between and then traced her little flowered panties that had slipped below the surface. Working my way out, I emerged at the top of her butt and slipped my fingers under the waistband.
I tugged upward. Oh, daddy. She moaned lightly, her legs involuntarily spreading slightly. I kept pressure on the light cotton and quickly delivered another pair of stinging sweats. Please, daddy. She cried out in mock pain, unable to hide the desire in her voice. I'll be good, daddy, she said, twisting her head to look up at me. My heart stopped when I saw the little tear run across her cheek and then she blew it again, a small smirk and a twinkle in her eye. Why you little? And I delivered a couple more resounding sweats to each taut cheek. Her but now glowed red and I instinctively ran my hand over her ass to comfort her. A whimper was followed by a soft purring as I continued to comfort her. I could feel her heat on my thigh as her left leg fell off the edge of the seat. My hand slid down over her round-ass cheek, seeking the heat source. I feel funny down there, Daddy, my little girl said, looking up innocently. It's okay, little girl, I said assuredly. Daddy will take care of you. My searching fingers found the crotch of her little panties, wet and warm. She jumped as my finger traced her tiny slit through the damp fabric. Daddy, don't, don't. She pleaded as I ran my fingertip lightly up and down the crease. Don't what, baby? Daddies, daddies don't touch their little, oh. She shivered. Don't touch their little girls there. Squirming and rocking slightly into my touch. It's okay, baby. I said reassuringly. Daddy loves his little girl and would never do anything to hurt her. Pressing a bit harder, the cotton fabric folding into her tight slit. My cock throbbed as I felt her pussy getting wetter. Mmm. She moaned, pushing her butt up and spreading her leg as far as the front seat would allow. That does feel good, Daddy, but... Pausing to push her butt further up, trying to capture my finger. But isn't it bad, Daddy, un... As her panties disappeared between her swollen pussy lips. I traced my finger down along the edge of her soaked panties, my finger slipping underneath, her pussy hot and wet. How can it be bad if it feels so good? I asked as my finger dipped one knuckle deep inside her. Oh, Daddy, yes, it feels so good. She moaned breathlessly, rocking her hips, searching for more of my probing digit. Please, Daddy, she begged. Please, can I have more, Daddy? Please, Daddy? Anything for my baby girl. I replied as I slipped my finger until I couldn't reach any further. Oh, My little one stuttered as I stirred her juices. More, Daddy. She moaned, thrusting her hips upward. More, please, Daddy. I need more daddy, please. Eager to please, I slipped her soaking wet panties up and over one cheek, leaving her glistening pussy in full view. She groaned in displeasure, as I slowly drew out the one finger that was giving her such pleasure only to groan even louder when I spread her lips wide and doubled up on the digital probing. Ah, Jesus. She cried as I fingered her clinching little cunt. Swatting her ass for her language, her pussy contracted and an orgasm erupted inside my little girl. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She cried as her pussy continued to convulse and I answered each profanity with a sharp crack on the ass. Her tight little pussy lips, wet and swollen, sucked my fingers as I slowed my assault, the sweet smell of her sex mixing with the vintage leather interior. The windows were steamed over. Brit's supple backside glistened with a layer of sweat. I reached over and pushed open one of the doors, trying to let in a little cool air. The single dome light came on, the yellowed lens casting a soft glow. My little girl lay there catching her breath as I rolled the tiny skirt up like a belt around her waist and pushed her shirt up, bearing as much skin as I could to help her cool down. I started to straighten out her panties, skewed over one but cheek and she lifted her hips, my cue to just get them out of the way. She moaned in disappointment as I pulled out two wet fingers and worked the soaked panties down her long legs and over her cute saddle shoes. 
I wondered why she even owned a pair of shoes like that, not even questioning her owning the microscopic pleated skirt. Squirming around in my lap, she managed to roll over, reaching out to me. I reached under her back and sat her upright in my lap. She wiggled her bare butt, teasing the cock that had been hard for way too long. She looked at me through dark blue eyes, wrapping her arms around my neck and kissed me like no daughter should ever kiss her father. She smiled into our kiss as she felt my cock knocking at her back door. My hands caressed her front and back as our tongues dueled. Breaking suction, we focused on one another, foreheads together, whispering I love you simultaneously. Daddy? Still squirming in my lap. Yes, baby doll. I replied, conscious of the impropriety of playing with her nipple as we spoke. Can I, um, well since you, I mean. Still rocking in my lap and looking downward. Well since you saw my... Well, well since you saw mine, can I, you know, can I see yours? God, she was good, I told myself, my cock throbbing in agreement. Well, sweetie, I don't know. I'm the adult here and I don't know if that's something you should. But daddy, she protested, you saw mine and even played. Well, you know, I think it's only fair that I get to see yours. She paused and you could see her thinking hard and I'm thinking that she had missed her calling and should have pursued acting. Little Brit continued. I mean, I already know what they look like, she said confidently. Oh, really? Well, yes, she said, backpedaling a bit. I mean, you know, I've seen pictures on the internet, she said with confidence. The internet, huh? We're exactly on the internet. Well, you know, now kind of coy. Well, I wanted to know how babies were made and well, well, there were a lot of different pictures and things. Her cheeks now flushed red. How this girl could act. Pictures, huh? I replied, unconsciously tracing little circles around her erect nipple. Yes, she said proudly, happy that I accepted her answer. She jumped slightly as my fingers slipped off the circuit and strummed her nipple. Her eyes brightened and straightened her back, emboldened. And when I looked at some of the pictures, well, I got the same funny feeling down, well, you know, down there. Again nodding downward. Down here? I played along, running my finger down her tummy over her belly button and then into the tight gap where her legs, pressed tightly together, joined her torso. My finger didn't quite make it to its destination, but the wiggling was well received, giggling and squirming on my anxious cock. So, can I see it? She asked again with that pleading, little girl look that no father can fight. Well, I guess it's only fair, but you have to promise that all of this is between you and me. You can't tell anyone else about what we did here, okay? There was brief apprehension and questioning in her eyes followed quickly by. I guess so, Daddy. If that's what you want, it'll just be our secret. She turned and gave me a quick peck on the lips. I love you so much, Daddy. Before slipping of my lap and onto her knees beside me, staring down at the bulge in my pants. Okay, here goes. Unbuckling my belt and popping the top button. I grabbed the zipper and glanced over at her. Her eyes were focused and wide. I wanted to laugh and tell her she reminded me of a dog staring at the strip of bacon being held just out of her reach, but just as quickly rejected the idea. Are you sure? I asked, lifting my bud zipper tab between my fingers. She nodded in the affirmative, never looking up. This time I did laugh just a little. Like an old school stripper, I slowly went through the motions. The zipper came down and I paused, nothing. Next I slowly pulled my pants downward, stopping when I got to the top of my thighs. Thankfully I was wearing a pair of plain, pale blue boxers and not any of the silly cartoon numbers the girls were always slipping into my dresser drawer. Scooby-Doo might have spoiled the moment. Again I paused, waiting for some reaction but getting nothing. 
A well-trained bird dog had nothing on this girl when it came to concentration. With a sigh, I slipped my fingers under the waistband of my fruit of the looms and slowly began to bear some skin. I watched her face as I progressed. When I got to my crotch, the top of my cock just coming into view, the little girl licked her lips and her hips began to sway. By now my cock wanted out so bad, I just pushed the underwear down until my cock sprang free. Brig gasped, inching closer until I could feel her hot breath on my balls. She looked at it warily, like she was afraid it might jump up and bite her. I flexed, causing my cock to jump, and she jumped back, giggling. It's so big, she said, glancing up at me and then back down at my stiffness. Go ahead and touch it, I said. It won't bite. She smiled and gingerly reached out and ran her finger over the underside, just below the head. I shivered and my cock jumped again. The little girl giggled at her new toy and slowly reached out and wrapped her small hand around it. I moaned out loud as the inquisitive young girl tightened her grip and moved it ever so slowly up and down. It's so hard and I can feel your heartbeat, she said, looking up at me with her big blue eyes. Her look alone makes my heart skip a beat and my cock pulses in her hand. Does it feel good when I do this, daddy? Oh God, baby, yes, it almost feels too good. Completely caught up in our little fantasy. Too good, daddy? She asked, still slowly moving her soft hand along my shaft. Yes, baby. I said, grabbing her wrist, holding her still. You know how you felt, well how your body sort of lost control when I was, well when I was playing with your, well you know, how you felt good at the end. Oh? She smiled up at me and then turned her attention back to my cock, spreading the bead of precum that sat at the tip. You mean when I had an orgasm? My cock lurched and I grabbed her other wrist. How did you know? The internet, remember? She smiled. Turning her attention back to my stiffness, she asked innocently. So if I keep doing this, squeezing my cock tighter and moving up and down once more, you'll have an orgasm? Yeah, baby. I moaned and surrendered. If you keep that up, daddy will have an orgasm and we'll have a mess to clean up. I closed my eyes and tried to think of something to distract myself, but the little blonde with the big blue eyes and her hand wrapped around my cock was having none of that. I want to see you orgasm, daddy, she said enthusiastically her hand in constant motion. I closed my eyes and groaned, still trying to think of anything to postpone the inevitable. Just when I thought I'd found a safe place to park my brain, sensations down there changed and I had to look. My little girl leaned in and tested the end of my cock with the tip of her tongue. The sight and the feeling had me at the precipice and I moaned loudly. Brit cocked her head and looked at me with and grinned as she took another swipe at my cock head before taking it between her lips and suck lightly. Ah, fuck. I gasped as her tongue danced around the crown of my straining member. No swearing daddy, she mumbled, her lips still wrapped around my cock and I jumped when she slapped my thigh with her other hand. My jump caused her to lose her grip and my cock slipped deeper into her warm, wet mouth. Oh God, Brit. I grimaced as I felt the pressure building. Daddy's about to come, baby. She lifted her head, wrapping both hands around my saliva-covered cock and began pumping in earnest. Looking back and forth from my face to my cock, she said in that damnably sexy little girl squeak, Come for me, daddy. Make your big cock squirt for me. I shit, that did it, and I felt my balls tighten and my cock erupted. She squealed in delight as she watched the first volley launch upward, nearly rebounding off the upholstered roof lining of the classic car. We both immediately thought of the consequences and future cleanup involved and her mouth was on my cock just as I had my hand on the back of her head. Taking me deep into her throat, I completed my mission, firing three or four additional rounds into her gullet as she swallowed greedily. 
My baby continued to nurse on my dick as I recovered, the little vixen keeping me semi-erect. I ran my hand through her hair and onto her back, encountering that first round, which had fallen back to earth just above her perfect ass. I massaged my jizz into her skin as I played with the top of her but crack. She moaned her appreciation on my cock. Come here, baby girl. I whispered. She relented, still firmly holding onto my cock as she sat back up on her knees beside me. Licking her lips, she looked back down at her hand wrapped around my dick. That was fun, daddy. She smiled. And your stuff tasted good too, running her sweet tongue over her lips once more. I pulled her to me and kissed her hard, my tongue searching for a sample of myself. Brit moaned, my cock still firm in her grasp as she tried to crawl into my lap. I was more than ready to give my little girl the ride of her life, but I had one more treat in mind for her. She looked at me with disappointment in her eyes as I grabbed her by the hips and swung her back beside me. Daddy wants to taste you first. I growled menacingly. She giggled at me and leaned back in mock fright, her arm outstretched to keep me at bay. Please, please don't eat me, Mr. Wolf. She couldn't quite carry it off this time and was smiling and nearly laughing as she delivered her line. I couldn't think of the proper fairy tale retort, so I just grabbed her by the waist and spun her until she was bent over the back of the front seat in front of me. Oh my god, daddy! She groaned as I spread her legs wide and reached up and spread her ass cheeks, her puckered pink star and glistening young pussy on full display. I spread her pussy lips wide and leaned in to probe her with my stiff tongue. Yes, daddy. She hissed as I tongue-fucked her slick slot. Eat my pussy, daddy. Eat your little girl's little cunt. I growled and she giggled as I orally attacked her pussy, lapping at the juices that flowed from within. Slathering her with my tongue, I moved up and lapped at her asshole. Daddy. She squeaked as I worked the tip of my tongue into her ass. No, daddy. She moaned in mock protest. It's okay, baby. I reassured her, the pad of my thumb resting on her lubricated anus. She moaned and rocked her hips as my thumb slipped into her tight young ass. My cock throbbed at the sight of my biggest digit buried into my sweet little girl's bum. Oh, fuck me, daddy. She moaned, rocking hard back on my hand. Fuck my ass with your finger, daddy. Fuck your little girl. Her hips pumped as I worked my thumb around in her hot, tight ass and her pussy panted for attention. Her inner lips swelled and her juices threatened to drip on the classic car's carpeted floor. Daddy. She cried as I ran my tongue over her sweet pussy, lapping up her nectar. I kissed her throbbing clit, sucking it between my lips and her body shook as another climax overtook my little girl. My cock throbbed as I frenched her tight slit and she mumbled unintelligible gibberish. The time had come for me to take my little girl's flower. Playtime was over. I gave her pussy on last long lick and pulled my thumb out of her ass with an audible pop. Before she had time to react, I grabbed her womanly hips and brought her straight down into my lap, impaling her on my waiting cock. Fuck daddy! She squealed as the tip of my cock met her cervix. I ran my hands up her sides and took a tit in each hand and pulled her in tight. Her legs straddled mine, spread wide, my cock buried deep in her constricting cunt. Your pussy's so tight, baby! I mumbled into her back as I flexed my cock. I held her tight as we both got used to the new sensations. Her breathing slowly returned to normal, and I could feel her pussy walls rippling up and down my length, revealing my lover's true talents before returning to character. Oh, daddy, your penis feels so big inside me. She moaned and I flexed my cock once more in reply. Sweet Jesus Cree. She gasped, grinding her ass, taking all I had inside her. I flexed once more and she whipped her head around. Blonde ponytails swinging wildly. 
She glared at me with pitch-black eyes, daring me. I conjured up an innocent look, releasing my hold on her womanly tits and sat back in the plush bench seat, hands up in surrender. Brit smiled that evil smile and turned back to face the front and began to fuck her daddy slowly. Fuck me, little girl, I said to myself as I watched her exquisite ass cycle slowly, up until my cock head peeked out between her pussy lips and then back down, completely consuming my entire cock. My hands gripped the car seat tight, nearly puncturing the upholstery as my sweet, innocent baby girl fucked me, her pure, pristine pussy painting my prick with her essence. My hard-on glistened and our coupling made rude, slurping sounds as she continued to pleasure us both. Looking back at me, she wore a worried but hopeful look. I know this is wrong, Daddy. Never losing cadence. Daddies and their little girls shouldn't be, well, shouldn't be fucking. She said, somewhat prideful using such a grown-up word. She paused, closing her eyes and biting her lower lip as she rocked her hips, exploring her pussy with my cock head. I know it's wrong. She continued, her body quaking, eyes shut tight. But it feels so good, doesn't it, Daddy? Looking for approval. Yeah, baby. I replied so wanting to grab her hips and fuck her until we both came apart at the seams. It feels real good, baby. I stuttered as her pussy sucked on my length. And we shouldn't be doing this, but I love you, baby, and if we keep it a secret, it'll all be okay. My response evidently was the right one as her pussy walls convulsed, and she ground her pussy against the root of my cock, triggering a wash of her juices that flooded over my cock. I'm coming, daddy. She cried, her back straight and her hands gripping the back of the front seat tight. She whipped her head back and forth, her ponytails thrashing the air. I was quickly climbing to the crest and instinctively grabbed her hips and drove for home. Fuck me, daddy. She screamed as one climax after another rolled through her young body. Come inside me, daddy. Come inside my pussy and give me a baby. Her timing was perfect. Caught off guard by the baby comment, my cock stuttered and then exploded deep inside my little girl. Brit baby came out strangled as my cock puked load after load inside her convulsing cunt. I pulled her to me, hugging her tight as my cock was finally wrung out by her greedy pussy. You are fucking amazing. I whispered as I scattered kisses across her back. You too, daddy. She giggled, her pussy giving me one final hug. So what brought on the little schoolgirl act? I asked, then jumped as she slid her hand down and cupped my balls, covered with our combined love. Well, Back to being my Brit and squirming to keep us coupled. I was so horny after teasing you all day that I wanted to do something special and I remembered this outfit that I bought for Halloween last year. I take it that you liked it? My first question should have been whether or not she had worn the costume last year, and if so, where? Instead I said, the whole thing was a turn-on. As my hand strolled up and cupped her breasts. She purred and squirmed some more as I tweaked her sensitive nipples. I've never done any role-playing to that extent before. Continuing to kiss her back and play with her tits. But I wouldn't be opposed to doing it again. Yeah. She replied, squeezing my nuts in response to my nipple play. I felt really naughty being your little girl and all. I was hoping that you might fuck your little girl in the ass. She said back in her little girl mode. Her pussy gave me one last embrace and we carefully disconnected, careful not to spoil the upholstery any more than we probably already had. We slid out of the car and I slipped off my shirt and we wiped up what little bit had puddled on the seat and closed the door. Walking back to the house, hip to hip, arms around each other's waist, we walked silently until she shivered. You cold? I asked, pulling her in tighter. No, your cum is running down the inside of my thigh and it's making me horny again. She said with a sultry growl. 
God save me. I whispered and got pinched for it. Still Tuesday morning after my mental replay of last night's fun in the back seat of the Hudson, my cock was harder than diamonds and I was tempted to rouse my love but she looked so comfortable and serene that I couldn't bring myself to wake her. I carefully extracted myself and pointed my heart on toward the bathroom, finally managing to drain the main vein after the mental and visual stimulation had worn off. I stepped into the massive shower and stood under the pulsing spray, my mind on the work that lay ahead for the day. I was up to about midday when an unfamiliar rapping sound derailed my train of thought. Kate stood just outside the shower and poked her head through the door. Dressed in yet another of my t-shirts, her long black hair hung well below the hemline. Sorry to bother you, she said, just loud enough to be heard over the hissing of the shower. I wanted to talk to you before you left about my shoot today. The little one was referring to the on-site job she had today for the two women who wanted to shoot some boudoir shots for their boyfriends who were currently deployed abroad. Kate's eye lock on my private parts was obvious as she spoke and I responded accordingly. Well, come on in. I said jokingly as her eyes widened proportionately to the growing stiffness of my cock. Kate slipped the t-shirt over her head, only momentarily losing sight of my dick. Naked in all her petite glory, she walked into the shower and into my arms, unfazed by the cascading water. I kissed her hard, pulling her up off the floor, cradling her firm ass in my hands. She moaned as our tongues found one another, and she wrapped her legs around me, her warm pussy resting on the top of my cock. I helped her work her slick sex to and fro along my length. Tilting my head back, I asked. So what did you want to talk about? She chewed on her lower lip, thinking while still working her slick slit on top of my stiff cock. Well, first thing. She stuttered as the tip of my cock tickled the entrance of her pussy. What do you think about black and white? I smiled at her trying to overcome the distraction of my cock niggling at her pussy. What do I think of black and white? Well, reasserting my grip on her scrumptious ass, my cock slapping her pussy lips. I think black and white accentuates the shadows and textures better than color does. My fingers slipped deeper into the crack separating those firm globes and my middle finger rested on her asshole. Her eyes widened and she gasped slightly at the sensation. I could feel her pussy lips flutter on my cock. So, she asked, eyes closed in concentration either on her response or trying to align her anxious sex with the tip of my hardness. Should I shoot those shots in black and white or can I? pausing as the tip of my dick once again rested at her entry. Or can I just shoot everything in color and convert them in photosh? Interrupted by my fingertip popping slightly into her ass. Her eyes grew bigger yet as she gave me a wanton look. She couldn't have said fuck me any plainer if she said it out loud. I gave her a devilish grin as I pumped my buried fingertip ever so slightly in her constricting pucker. I think you get better contrast if you shoot it in black and white. Pausing to slip up to the second knuckle causing her eyes to roll back into her head. And then stop it down for more depth of field. Kate groaned, hugging me tighter, her stiff little nipples digging into my chest. How about lighting? She moaned, biting at my shoulder, grinding her clit against the root of my cock. I slowly pumped my digit from first to second knuckle and back into her ass, my cock throbbing, sluicing between her wet pussy lips. I would take a softbox for overall light. I now groaned, rocking her back enough to let my cock nudge her pussy opening. That and a couple reflectors for highlights. Slipping in a couple inches and then back out. That should be about all you need. I dropped her back down, reclaiming that couple of inches and paused, dead still. Left hanging long enough, I tilted my head back and caught her eye. Once again, that same shameless look of lust. Anything else? Just fuck me, please. She begged. 
I took her mouth with mine, thrusting my tongue against hers and then gave her the rest of my cock. Little Kate screamed in our kiss as I filled her, her cunt trying to strangle my cock in retaliation. I planted the remainder of my finger deep in her ass and began a sincere fucking, working our petite roommate up and down the length of my rigid cock. Breaking our kiss, Kate hooked her chin over my shoulder, looking for any leverage she could find. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She huffed as she joined in. So fucking big. Finger my ass, baby. Fuck both my holes. Goddamn it. I fucked her fast and hard, working her like a fuck toy. I knew she was close. Good thing as my knees began to bark at me. Come on, Katie. I grunted, driving my cock to the hilt repeatedly. Come for me, baby. I want to feel you come on my cock and then I'm gonna fill that sweet cunt of yours. Come for me, baby. Come for daddy. Flashes of last night triggered me and Kate could feel the impending eruption. Oh, God. She cried as her pussy flooded, trying to extinguish the fire inside her. My cock belched repeatedly, filling her already packed pussy. I felt our combined warmth run over my empty scrotum. Kate hugged me tighter, moaning into my ear. I come so fucking hard with you I almost can't stand it. She panted. I held her another minute or so until my cock was ready to retreat and slowly set her back on her feet. She held me a minute longer to get her land legs back under her, peppering my chest with little kisses. So, stepping back under the shower to rinse off once again. Any more questions? I'm not sure I could take any more. She giggled as she took my flaccid cock in her hand and helped me clean up. I'm really looking forward to the shoot today and I hope it turns out good. I'm sure you'll do fine. Feeling that familiar rise in temperature down below. I could just make out a wall clock in the bathroom through the steamy glass wall of the shower. Am I seeing that right? Is it nearly 6.30? Her hand still wrapped around my cock. She turned and squinted. Yep, looks like it. And then turned and frowned as she looked at my nearly awakened cock. Guess that means that playtime is over? Afraid so. Turning the water off and running my hands through my hair. But you still have Brit and Gina here, so I'm sure you can find someone to play with. What time is your shoot? It's this afternoon, so I have plenty of time. She said as she grabbed her long mane of hair and tried to wring out as much water as she could. I made my way out of the shower, Kate close behind, grabbing my ass and giggling. Handing her a towel, I grabbed mine and dried myself quickly. Sorry I don't have time to stay and help you dry your hair, but I really need to hit the road. No problem, she said as she worked a wicked-looking comb through the mass of jet-black hair. I think I may have Gina braid it for me while it's still damp, that way I won't have to deal with it at the shoot. Makes sense, I said, imagining the long, arduous tasks that lie ahead for our resident Amazon. Well, I need to get dressed, I said, leaning over to give her a goodbye kiss. She wasted no time latching onto my package once more as we kissed. Are you sure? She asked demurely, her small hand cradling me, working me back to half-mast. Sadly, yes, I'm sure, giving one of her nipples a quick little tug to distract her and make my getaway. Kate jumped and squealed as I made my escape to the bedroom. Britt was still laid out, dead to the world, naked and inviting. Kate walked in as I was pulling on my jeans and I caught her licking her lips as looked over the appealing sight before her. You could take a couple practice shots right now. I said, nodding to the sprawled-out blonde, face down and her legs spread invitingly. Yeah. She winked. I could do that or I might just. Lunchtime it was a beautiful day and the waves crashed on the rip-rap that protected the shoreline from the constant pummeling Mother Nature delivered. This was one of the perks that came with my job as a construction superintendent, 
Every couple days I would find myself parked along the beach and enjoy my lunch in the most scenic environment I could think of. Ever-changing, whether it was as flat as a mill pond, frustrating the local surfers, or violent and unrelenting during a winter storm, it was always an awe-inspiring sight. Oh yeah, and then there were the summers and the girls, many of them strutting and teasing in their itty-bitty bikinis, waltzing up and down the water's edge. Summer's gone, the tourists have left and school is about to start, so the beach is nearly deserted. Parking is plentiful. The damnable Bluetooth jarred me from my peace and quiet. This is George. Hi, Daddy, came the bubbly reply. My dick responded with frightening speed. God, this girl has me on the hook and there's no way I'm shaking it loose. Hi, baby girl. I countered. How's the nastiest little girl I know today? Only with you, Daddy, only with you she said in a sexy lilt. Yeah, right. I snorted. So how's your day? Well, back to being grown-up Brit. I missed my morning kiss, again. She paused, waiting for some sort of excuse from me, but I kept my trap shut. But, last night's little girl returning. I did get my pussy eaten this morning. Katie snuck into bed, crawled right up between my legs and just helped herself. I suppose she was trying to sound indignant or something but I knew that it was her preferred method of being woken from her slumber. Sounds just terrible. I mocked. I know and it gets worse. She exclaimed. After Katie licked my pussy for a couple minutes, she stopped and looked up at me and then licked her lips. She had the funniest look in her eyes. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't want her to stop, it felt so good, but she looked real upset. Anyway, she licked her lips some more and then kind of smiled, but a scary kind of smile, and said, I know what you did last night. It really, really scared me. The little girl whimpered. Poor baby. I said in mock empathy. And then, and then she crawled over me and sat on my face and made me. Well, she told me to eat her pussy, and then she started licking mine again. Well, I didn't have much choice and when I did, you know, taste her pussy, you know what else I tasted? Here we go, I chuckled to myself. No baby, what else did you taste? There was that pregnant pause and then trying to sound mad but doing a terrible job because it's evidently hard to be mad when you probably have a big smile on your face and a couple fingers strumming your own clit. You know good and well what I tasted daddy. I tasted you, your cum, just like last night when you made me swallow your cum in that car last night. It was all I could do not to bust up laughing at how far Brit was taking this. But I was now unsure of how I should play my part this time, so I just shut up. Well, she said, what do you have to say for yourself? Well shit, Now I was the one in trouble in this little game. Well I, well, Kate came into the shower when Daddy was taking his shower and well. And you fucked her. She yelled, well kind of. You fucked my best friend in the shower. And then Brit was back and her breathing was deep in her voice, that throaty growl. Why didn't you wake me? I'd have loved a little three-way action this morning. All I dreamed about last night was about what we did in the back seat of that car. We're definitely going to have to do some more role-playing. That was really intense. After Kate and I got each other off, I told her all about last night, and we got so worked up, we went into the other bedroom and attacked Gina. We were so fucking horny. Well, it sounds like you've had a good morning and now I have blue balls, so thank you very much. I'm sorry, baby. She giggled. I'll make it up to you. Maybe you can fuck your little girl in the ass, but we'll use the front seat this time. God, you're killing me here, and no, we're not doing it in the car again. We got lucky last night. Aw, it has leather upholstery. A little cum isn't going to hurt it. It might even help it, 
You know like those creams they use to feed leather coats and things? Yeah, okay. Anyway, is Kate ready to go on her shoot? She's already left, boss. She wanted to make sure she found the place and was there on time. She was sure excited to go, and she told me about some of your advice on lighting and shooting black and whites. She did, huh? Oh yeah, every little detail. I could hear her smile. Well, I'm sure she'll do a great job. So how is the rest of the week shaping up? Well, let's see. It's Tuesday, and we never did talk about how we want to shoot the pickup and the hornet. Since our supplier of swimwear is now conveniently located here in our warehouse, that part will be easy, so we could do that tonight. If we could get those cars shot before the shoot at the ranch this weekend, that would be sweet. Man, you are the slave driver, aren't you? I said. Oh, you poor baby. She mocked. All you have to do is stand there and look pretty and snap pictures of us while we overworked models have to pose and strut around under those hot lights. Yeah, well, I have to. Shit, I do have it pretty good. Well, I have to pose too, you know, for our private calendar. Boy, did that sound lame, I said to myself. Yeah, you poor thing, forced to have sex with the beautiful model. And that reminds me, Gina is feeling a little left out after our time in the car last night, and your shower-slash-consultation time with Kate this morning. I'm thinking that she really likes that pickup and I saw a couple of your hard hats and a tool belt the other day, so... My dick thought that was a hell of an idea, bending the brunette Amazon over the cab of the Chevy, standing in the bed of the truck and doing a little drilling. I can't say that I'd object to that. It kind of fits right in with your role-playing thingy. Yeah. She laughed at my butchered verbalizing. The strong, studly, overbearing job foreman taking advantage of the sexy, new apprentice, forcing her to service him in order to keep her job. Forcing her to service him to keep her job? Yeah, okay. Forcing her to let him fuck her with his big cock until she couldn't imagine fucking anyone else, securing her servitude for life. Wow, do you have an imagination? I think I'll just leave this one where it lies for now. I've got to get back to work and it sounds like you need something else to think about, so how about putting together a list of what we will need to take out to the ranch on Saturday? Yes, sir, right away, sir. I swear I heard her salute. I love you, Brit. I laughed. And I love you, sir. She managed without giggling and the line went dead. Early Tuesday evening I ended up working a little later than usual and was anxious to get home, have a beer and kick back. I pulled into the warehouse and parked in front of the house. All the other cars were accounted for. I heard the familiar giggling and ooing and eyeing, and it all came from up above in the office. A bit surprised that no one welcomed me by sticking their head over the wall and greeting me, I yelled. Anyone home? Up here, baby. Brit rang out. No, duh. I muttered to no one. Any beer up there? A little confab and then. No, baby, could you bring us one too? Now I was curious and it was going to cost me a few beers to find out what had them sequestered upstairs. Let me get cleaned up first, and then I'll be up. No response, nothing. Oh well. I again said to no one as I opened the front door and headed for the bedroom. A quick shower would feel good and it was an even bet that the sound of the water rushing through the copper pipes which were easily heard upstairs would be enough to lure at least one of my comely roommates to join me. Alas, another rare shower alone so I made it quick, threw on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and grabbed four beers on my way upstairs. The girls were all huddled around the desk, my twenty-four-inch monitor displaying an image that had them all hypnotized. I eased my way around behind them and looked at the screen. I too was now under the spell of the monitor. What do you think, babe? Brit asked as she plucked a bottle from one hand, her eyes never straying from the digital image in front of us. Well, 
I stalled as I carefully set the other two brews in front of Gina and Kate as they stared straight ahead. I now concentrated on the image before me and I too was locked onto the glowing screen. The image was black and white, deeply contrasted. Soft curves, deep valleys and gentle slopes made up the majority of the content. The focus was crisp, but the surfaces were soft and fairly glowed. Shadows and highlights played across the image. It was a simple image, but the subject matter eluded me. I was about to decide that it was an abstract art of some medium I couldn't discern. You want a hint? Kate asked quietly. Please, I answered as I stood directly behind her and rested my chin on top of her head, trying to capture her view. I followed her hand as she laid a finger on the screen. Concentrate here and, moving her finger, here. I focused on the two small intersecting lines, deep in shadows embedded in contrasting adjacent drifts. I squinted, pulled back and refocused and then, I'll be damned, is that? Yeah, Gina replied. Cool, huh? Sexy as shit, Britt added. So what do you think, George? Kate asked quietly, tilting her head back to look up at me. It's beautiful, I replied, leaning down to kiss her forehead. Looking back at the image. It's not just a photograph, it's, well, it's art. It should be hanging in a gallery somewhere. But where? Thank you. Kate sighed like she'd been holding her breath. Here, scooting sideways. Pull up a chair and we'll start at the beginning. I obeyed as Kate minimized the screen, exposing a screen full of thumbnails. Too small for me to really make out and the little one was quick with the mouse. Let the slideshow begin. The first image was a pair of beautiful women in lingerie, diaphanous short tops with matching bra and panties. On the left, she narrated, is Melissa. She's the one that called originally about the shoot. Melissa was a long, tall redhead with skin that was alabaster white, like a marble statue. Becky, our red-headed cowgirl, was deeply tanned in comparison. Melissa's profile showed a generous bust and a pair of legs that went on forever. Did I mention her long hair hung to about the middle of her back? Her boyfriend, Kate continued, is in the Navy and is somewhere in the Indian Ocean as we speak. Next to her is Angelique, or Angel as she prefers to be called. She was born in Jamaica and has a killer accent. I could listen to her all day. Anyway... Her boyfriend is in the Marines and he's serving on a carrier somewhere. I don't remember where. Now Angel would be the polar opposite of her friend Melissa. About the same height and hair nearly as long, her skin is dark, like a black pearl and she is flawless. Her legs too are long and toned, and her eyes sparkle. Do they serve together? I mean their boyfriends? I asked, mesmerized by Angel's stare at the camera. No, that's the funny thing. Kate went on, bringing up the next slide. The boyfriends don't know each other or that Melissa and Angel are friends. They met at a gym and they really hit it off. Britt and Gina snickered. The girls were now in a different pose, Angel sitting on a bed, her long legs crossed, strappy stiletto hanging off her toes. Melissa was behind her, kneeling on the bed, her head nearly on top of Angel's in her hands, while her hands were full of what I would guess were 38 Ds, clad in a lacy white bra that contrasted with Angel's dark breasts just a shade more than Melissa's lily-white hands. The look in both their eyes was mischievous. Close friends, I'd guess, I said. You have no idea, Kate said under her breath as she cycled through to the next slide. The pose was like a negative of the last shot. Melissa now sat on the bed, the same leg crossed, shoe dangling, angel behind with two hands full of, while this time full of bare thirty-eight Ds. Pure, glowing white with light pink nipples, pinched by long black fingers, the look was now more than mischievous. 
Her black negligee contrasted nicely with her flawless skin. That is so hot, Britt whispered, like she was in a movie theater. Her best friend replied with a stifled moan. I glanced briefly to my left to see my girl and Gina with their hands in each other's laps, their eyes glued to the monitor. So anyway, Kate continued as she cycled through more of the photos. If you remember, Melissa wanted to take some pictures for her boyfriend and she was going to send them to him one or two at a time when they emailed back and forth. We were now looking at shots of just the redhead in various poses in the black outfit. She looked sexy as hell and I could only imagine how much her boyfriend would appreciate them. Kate continued. At some point, while Melissa was getting up the nerve to set up the shoot, she met Angel. During their workouts, they found out how similar their lives were, what with boyfriends in the service and such. Melissa mentioned her idea about the pictures for her man, and Angel thought it was a great idea and that's kind of what got the ball rolling. Kate paused as we looked a few more shots and it seemed like they were beginning to get a little more risque. So, she continued, evidently after they agreed to do the photos, they started talking about what they were going to wear in them. They went shopping together and at a lingerie shop, they were helping each other in the dressing room and well, looking over at me and then at Brit. Well, you know how things can happen in a dressing room. My cock stirred as my own personal slideshow fired up in my brain. Brit, Becky and I having a grand time in a certain lingerie dressing room. They didn't go into details. Kate continued, but it was pretty obvious they had a thing for each other during the shoot. About this time, the pictures shifted to individual shots of Angel in her almost glaring white outfit. The poses mimicked many of those of Melissa, but her eyes had more of a fire, a little wickedness, where Melissa's gave off more of a sultry feel. We were silent as Kate clicked the mouse, flashing shot after shot onto the big monitor. I was very impressed. As we got near what I figured was the end of the shoot, Kate paused. And now is where it gets interesting. When I'd finished with Angel's shots, the ladies sat beside each other on the edge of the bed and whispered back and forth while I fiddled with the laptop. I was just about to announce that I thought we were done when they asked if they could talk to me about taking some more pictures and it was obvious that they were nervous. Like I mentioned earlier, I just knew that they were something more than just friends, but up to now they hadn't said anything to me. They hemmed and hawed a bit until I figured I'd go ahead and just say what I think they wanted to. Kate paused again like we were going to jump in and guess what she said, but this was her show. Shifting in her seat, pulling one bare leg up and under her shorts clad butt, I asked them if they wanted to do some nudes. Well, Melissa blushed till she matched her hair and Angel's eyes caught fire. You could see the excitement in her eyes. Well, they finally said that they did want to do some nude shots, but they weren't sure how to ask about it or how, well, how explicit I would be comfortable with. Britt and Gina busted up laughing. Well, they obviously didn't know who they were dealing with, did they? No, they didn't. She smiled. But I told them about some of the things we shot, without giving any real details, and told them that I had done some nude modeling myself, you know, to put them at ease. I went on to tell them that it was completely confidential and that none of the pics would end up on the internet, or anything like that. My mind shifted back to the business end and Kate was already there. I did mention that we might want to use some of the shots for advertising or in our portfolio, and they both said that they'd think about it after they saw the pictures. They were still pretty nervous about the whole thing at this point, and that is when they told me their ideas on the nude shots. It was cute, but they had me sit between them on the bed, and they explained that they were indeed lovers and that their boyfriends had no idea. It turned out though that both boyfriends had kind of hinted that they thought it was hot to see two women together and so Melissa and Angel were working up the nerve to fulfill their fantasy for them, but slowly. So anyway, 
their plan is to slowly feed their men nude shots of themselves, but without their faces showing, I guess so they could deny that it was really them if things went sideways. Next, if that all goes well, then they would send them some pics of the two of them together, but again with no faces showing. Like I said, they're really kind of apprehensive about the whole thing, but I could tell as they explained it to me, they were getting excited. I mean, I could literally smell it in the air and I was starting to get turned on too. We all shifted in our chair, anticipating the R-rated show to begin. First came Melissa and I noticed that they had changed backgrounds. Once again Kate picked up on my question before I could ask it. I thought since we were going to shoot these, like Anonymous, they should have a different background. Showing the same bed and everything would be a dead giveaway. The ladies thought I was brilliant and helped me relocate everything into the living room. I wouldn't have thought of it. I confessed and Kate gave me a big smile and leaned over and kissed me on the cheek. The slideshow was like a stuttering striptease as the redhead slowly lost all three pieces that made up her skimpy outfit. Kate managed to somehow get some very provocative and sexy shots of the statuesque redhead, but I found myself frustrated that I couldn't see her gorgeous face and could only imagine the future frustration of a certain lonely sailor. The next shots moved beyond our rating. Close shots of breasts and nipples, long slender fingers with painted nails pinching and pulling. The same fingers moved south, toying with a pierced belly button. I held my breath as the southbound trek continued and I wasn't disappointed. Her baby smooth slit came into frame and slowly, frame after frame, those same sexy fingers explored her sex. The last shots revealed how excited she was, her middle finger half buried in her pussy, wet and shiny. I had to shift to reposition my heart on. We all shifted, ready for the next chapter. Once again, Angel's series started like her red-headed girlfriends had, a slow striptease until her entire, delicious, dark chocolate body was exposed, except for her face. I cursed to myself wanting to see what I knew was an expression of pure lust and desire on her beautiful sculpted face. I wanted to peek around the edge of the screen and see if I could catch a glimpse of the fire I knew was in her eyes. I think I kind of pity the guys at this point. I finally had to say. It's hell not being able to see their faces. Yeah, but isn't it still kind of a turn-on, knowing who it is, but not really? Brit asked softly, her hand now in my lap, squeezing my stiffness through my shorts. Yeah, I guess, but it still seems kind of cruel. Kate giggled. You ain't seen nothing yet. Brit gave my cock another squeeze. Kate clicked through the rest of Angel's shots. Her breasts were magnificent, nipples dark and long, pinched between longer fingers with bright red nails. The colors were startling. Following the same map as Melissa, she ventured to her navel, this one unadorned and then down to an equally smooth pussy. I flashed back to the landscape picture we first looked at and recognized the slight curve at the top of her slit, the same small valley that joined the contrasting one. And then another jolting color shift, the bright pink interior of this perfect Jamaican pussy, split by the same long fingers. I could only imagine the taste, the aroma. I exhaled, like I'd been holding my breath, anticipating the finale. Just a few more, Kate said under her breath. I wasn't sure how many more I could take without looking for a little relief. On cue, Brit squeezed once more. The next shot was another close-up, a single marble-like breast with a pair of bright red painted lips, suckling on the teat, her dark, sharp nose poking her lover's tit. The next shot showed the pink nipple distended, captured between the perfect white teeth of her dark lover, the profile of a happy smile. The next two shots were a reversal, pink lips, white nose and bittersweet chocolate breast. Her dark nipple was pulled taut, and you could visualize the shiver it sent to her hot pink line pussy.
Their tongues followed the path blazed earlier by their fingers, stopping to toy with each other's belly button. I shivered in anticipation of the final stop. I was not disappointed. Long pink tongues played with black and white pussy lips, dipping and sliding. Skin glistened with excitement and fingers joined in. Black fingers and snow-white pussies, cool alabaster digits split dark lips, displaying a hot, pink interior. Finally, back where we started, landscapes of sex, pussy to pussy, lips wrapped around one another, excited clits reaching for the sky. Holy shit! Was all I could come up with as the monitor went dark. That was incredible. Hugging Kate to my side and kissing the top of her head. Thanks, she said. I'm glad you liked it. I couldn't have done it without your help. I don't know about that. It's pretty obvious that you have a great feel for the artistic. I can shoot a picture and all and have it come out all right. But Jesus, that was, well, like I said earlier, that is art. You should be very proud and I have no doubt that Melissa and Angel will be happy. Yeah, they've seen some of them. But I wanted to clean them up and crop them and all before I present them to them. Oh, I forgot. There's one more shot I think you'll like. Oh, God. I moaned. I'm not sure I can take much more. All three giggled as Brit massaged my cock again. Okay, here it is. Angel and Melissa really wanted this one. I hesitated for a minute and then thought, what the hell? Brit and Gina squealed with delight, and Brit nearly pinched my cock off when the image popped onto the screen. The shot was the backsides of Melissa and Angel standing tall, their long hair hanging loose down their backs, their perfect but proud, and there in the middle, a good head and a half shorter was their photographer, bare-ass naked, her braided hair nestled in her ass crack and reaching the back of her knees. They had their arms around each other's waists and once again, not a face in sight. It's kind of cheesy, Kate said. You know, like one of those selfies you shoot in a mirror, but I think it came out pretty good. Good? Hell, that's great, I said, giving her another hug. Then it struck me. But where's the camera? Trade secret. She giggled and the screen went black. Wednesday morning early I woke up alone and startled for a moment, unsure of where I was at. Rubbing the sleep from my eyes, I recognized the interior of my second bedroom, the one usually occupied by Kate and Gina. I stretched beneath the covers of the queen-size bed and reran last night through my foggy brain. After last night's erotic slideshow of Kate's first solo photo shoot, we went back downstairs and scrounged some dinner. The girls chattered about Kate's afternoon, Brit and Gina pumping her for more details. Come on, Katie, Gina implored. Did they really just you know strike a pose on those shots together or did they just get at it and you took your shots? Yeah, Brit said excitedly. It must have been like shooting a porno. I couldn't shoot porn. I'd want to join in. Didn't you want to just lean in there and eat both pussies when they were grinding on each other? I just stood back, ignoring my hard-on and listened, proud of the little one as she deflected the questions, maintaining the client-slash-photographer privilege. Guys, leave it alone. You know I can't talk about it. It was a job and I acted like a professional, just doing my job. Yeah, we know Katie and we're really proud of you, but admit it, your pussy was dripping the entire time you were with them. Hell, I'm horny again just thinking about the pictures. Gina exclaimed. Okay, if you must know, Kate replied. It did turn me on, and I was smart enough to slip a pad into my panties before I left for the shoot. She glanced over at me. Sorry, babe, TMI. I just held up my hands in surrender and shrugged. Actually, it kind of surprised me how little it really affected me at first. I mean, I was really concentrating on the shots and all. What did finally get me was, well, when we started shooting the ones where they were interacting with each other and I was in tight, you know, shooting the close-ups. 
Kate paused and looked at her roomies. Well, when all I was seeing was tits and tongues and pussies, well, all I could think about was you two. Her voice cracked and her eyes glistened. Gina and Brit too were speechless for a second, and their eyes too seemed be a little moist. Ah, baby! Brit finally exclaimed. Both she and Gina gathered up Katie and they hugged and kissed. Hugging and kissing turned to groping and groaning and in their tight cluster, they managed to make their way into the master bedroom. I knew where this was headed and for once thought about having something better than the camera in my phone to commemorate the event. I raced out to my truck and gathered the thirty-five that I keep with me all the time and by the time I made it back inside, there was a pile of writhing female flesh in the middle of my bed. Kate was flat on her back with Gina's head buried between her legs. Britt was topside, sucking on the little one's tits, moving from nipple to nipple, up for a long deep kiss and then back. I moved around the bed, snapping shots from every direction and angle. Gina, face down, her long legs were bent at the knees, feet pointing toward the ceiling, spread wide. Her pussy beckoned and it was all I could do not to drop the camera and join in. If Kate can do this, then so can I, I told myself. Just shoot the fucking pictures, George. I moved to the side of the bed where Britt was on her knees, hunkered over and suckling on her roommate. My favorite ass was right there, her pussy and asshole there for the taking. My cock was harder than Chinese scrabble so I pushed off my shorts and stood there like some kind of pervert, stroking my cock with my left hand as my right mashed down on the shutter release of my Nikon. Thank God for autofocus. Kate moaned and arched her back as the first of many orgasms for the night rolled through her. Gina lifted herself up onto her hands and knees and rolled her head, working out the kinks in her neck that comes from extended periods of pussy-eating. Opening her eyes, she spied the hard cock in my hand and gave me a sad look that said, Poor baby. She crawled over Kate's leg to the side of the bed beside Brit, who was still in an amorous lip-lock with Kate. Pausing, she looked at my cock and then looked to her left at Brit's inviting pussy. Looking back, she locked eyes with me and opened her mouth, her tongue flicking the air like a reptile. I scooted forward and slipped my cock in her warm, waiting mouth. I watched her consume my cock and then heard Brit moan out loud. Glancing over, I watched as Gina's talented fingers made their way into my girlfriend's tight pussy. With admirable dexterity, Gina expertly sucked my cock, depositing copious amounts of saliva while at the same time fingering Brit, whose hips rocked to and fro. Satisfied that she'd left me with enough lubrication to carry on on my own, Gina left me hard and wet, and then grabbed Brit by the hips and rolled her over Kate, onto her back. Brit groaned in protest, but only long enough for Kate to straddle her head and plant her pussy onto Brit's face. Hanging onto my girl's C-cups, the little one ground her pussy on her face and threw her head back, eyes closed, muttering, Eat me, eat my pussy, baby. I leaned over, cock still in hand, and snapped a shot of Brit's long tongue lapping the length of Kate's slit. Taking the shot, a blur crossed in front of the lens. I looked up to see a determined Amazon, walking, straddling Brit until she stopped in front of Kate, still kneeling, her head thrown back, lost in the sensation of another roommate licking her snatch. Grabbing a handful of black hair, Gina roughly pulled the unsuspecting Kate forward. Startled, she had just enough time to open her eyes before she found herself planted face first in Gina's crotch. Your turn, girl, Gina commanded. Eat my cunt, girl, get me good and wet and then I'm gonna fuck Brit. Just like in your pictures, come on, eat me, bitch. Both Kate and Britt moaned hearing Gina's demands. She looked over at me and smiled that devilish smile, looked down at my cock, nodding her head and then closed her eyes and leaned her head back, relishing the feeling of the talented pixie's tongue. Slowly stroking my heart on, I stepped back and took a wide shot. Brit on her back, 
her legs spread and one hand on her pussy, spreading, slathering her juices on her puffy inner lips. Kate was still happily sitting on Britt's face, her pussy being tickled by the blonde's talented tongue. One of her hands still had a hold on one of Britt's tits while her other had a death grip on Gina's ass, pulling her pussy tight into her face. Her tongue danced across Gina's pussy lips, flicking at her clit and humming, or maybe it was groaning. I had to let go of my dick, the scene was more than I could handle. I moved around, looking for another shot, moving in like some of Kate's close shots. I carefully leaned across the bed, my knees pressed against the edge of the mattress. I was looking get a shot between Gina's legs, catching the bottom of her tight ass and Kate's tongue parting her lover's pussy lips. Leaning and turning, I watched as Gina's ass cheeks clinched and her upper thighs tensed and quivered. Her climax hit her quick and passed nearly as fast. I so wanted to bite her ass or better yet, bury my face in her butt and help Kate tongue her pussy from the backside. My cock jerked back to life at the thought, and I stood upright just in time as Gina released her hold on Kate and tried to step back. She stumbled slightly and reflexively. I reached out with my sticky left hand and wrapped it around her waist and helped her back up and sit down near the end of the bed. Thanks, she whispered, shaking her head to restart her internal gyroscope. She had ended up with her legs spread out board of Brit whose pointed toes were inches from Gina's happy snatch. I glanced up at Gina and then back down at the intersection the two shared. Gina's gaze followed and then came back to mine. I raised my eyebrows in question and she shook her head no, as in no fucking way. I knew it was a little too soon after Kate had just knocked her off her axis, but I guy can dream. I gave a heavy, dejected sigh and then leaned over and took a lewd close-up of her spent pussy. Gina clasped her hand over her mouth to keep from laughing out loud at my antics while reaching for my dick with the other. I managed to escape as Kate yelped as her second orgasm hit, and she collapsed face first into Brit's waiting pussy. I took a couple steps to the right and took a shot of Brit's smiling, pussy-drenched face. Leaning over the bed once more, I focused on Kate's overworked pussy. Her inner and outer lips were red and puffy and slick with her juices. Her cunt gaped wide, seemingly inviting an intruder, a tempting invitation. Brit had other ideas, however, as I felt her familiar grip on my cock. I looked over at her, as she slowly pumped me back up. I carefully leaned over, balanced just this side of tipping and kissed her on the lips before running my tongue above and below them, collecting some Kate leftovers. Before I lost my balance, I stood back upright, still tethered by her left hand. Kate moaned softly and pushed herself back upright and began her dismount, swinging her right leg up and over Brit. I was right in the way, so I backed up, sad to break my connection. Kate got both feet under herself and I stepped behind her, just in case she was a little weak in the knees too. One hand wrapped around her waist, my hard-on poked her in the back. Reaching back, she took a hand full and gave it a little tug. Brit needs some attention now. Kate said with a waver in her voice. Care to share with me? She asked Gina. Love to. Gina smiled as she got back on her knees and grabbed Brit's legs and spread them wide. Kate gave me one last jerk, intimating that I should get back to work. She joined her tall bedmate between Brit's split legs. The girls worked their way up both legs, kissing and nibbling until they met in that divine intersection. Brit moaned and her grip on the bedding threatened to shred it as twin tongues traced paths along her outer lips. One high and one low, one tongue slipped into her recesses while the other strummed her clit, and then they alternated. Meanwhile, I walked to the end of the bed and took a couple shots. On my knees, I held the camera just above butt level and took in the intriguing landscape. Legs and butts, cracks and crevasses, majestic tetons in the distance. 
careful not to interrupt the more important doings between Brit's widespread limbs, I stepped up onto the bed and shot downward. It was a wide stance to straddle both Gina and Kate, but I wanted a shot straight down, trying to pick up both sets of plump but cheeks. Despite their height difference, they somehow managed to squirm around until they were hip to hip giving me a satellite view of the four rolling hills. Stepping and pivoting, I now straddle Brit's waist and looked down where all the action was. With all the hair and the fact that there were two of them partaking of my love's sweet snatch, the view was lacking. Gently, I lowered myself down onto my knees, backing up until I could get a shot down the alley as it were. I wasn't very confident that the gathering of foreheads, noses, tongues and pussy lips would make for much of a shot, but I was determined to give it the old college try. Satisfied that I had all I was going to get, I made to reposition myself when once again, a familiar hand captured my cock. Tugging, I followed until I felt her warm lips wrap around my cock and suckle as she moaned, her best friends happily lapping at her pussy. Ridiculously, I tried to push myself up with one hand and take a picture between us. Between her writhing, her tits and my instability, it was a fruitless endeavor. About the time I was going to give up on this particular maneuver, Kate and Gina synchronized their efforts perfectly and thankfully spit my cock out to allow herself to cry out as her orgasm took hold. I figured I'd dodge the disfiguring bullet as Brit wailed and pitched to and fro as Gina and Kate held their ground and worked the poor girl's pussy until she was begging for them to stop. I threw my leg up and over and stood at the edge of the bed once more and took a couple shots of the aftermath. Brit's face was red and her hair was a disheveled mess. Her eyes were shut tight and she chewed on her lower lip as the rumbling inside her subsided. Further south, Gina and Kate faced one another, firm thighs as their pillows. They alternated between licking their own lips and leaning over to kiss and clean each other with the occasional trip back to the well that was their roommate's spent pussy. Cut it out. Brit moaned each time they took a swipe at her puffy lips. Playtime was over and the girls just lay there, spent and happy. I crossed the room and set the camera on the dresser. They looked so comfortable. I didn't see any reason for them to get up so I moved back to the bed and tried to figure out how to cover them all. Trying to pull the top sheet out of under them, Kate stirred. Oh, she said half asleep. We should give you back your bed. Poking at Gina. No, no, I insisted. You guys just stay here and I'll sleep in your bed tonight. I was just trying to get you covered. Aren't you a sweetie? Gina mumbled as she tried to sit upright. Yeah, Britt chimed in. That's why we love you so much. Trying to find the strength to move to the side of the bed. Yeah, well just let me get this sheet out of under you and you can all snuggle up and get back to sleep. They moved around, tumbling over each other and giggling, countering the other's helpful maneuver and I pulled and tugged until I nearly had possession of the entire sheet. Reaching over the mattress, I grabbed hold, only to be grabbed hold of. Hands and tongues groped my groin and I managed to stand back upright, my cock back to full mass once more. You can't go to bed like that, Gina said, her hand full of my balls. Nope, Kate agreed, her hand firmly wrapped around the base of my cock. I agree, Britt said with a look in her eye that made my heart flutter. Stay right there, baby, scooting over to the edge of the bed. She gave the tip of my cock a kiss and then slid her warm wet lips over me. I braced myself as the roommates came together at the edge of the bed. Britt shared me as my cock went from one mouth to the other. There were lips and tongues on my cock and balls at all time with a couple hands latched onto my ass as though there was some small chance that I was going to make a break for it. Moans and slurps and lip smacking filled the room. I could feel it deep down that the end was near and Britt sensed it too. Switching my sloppy cock over to Kate, Britt looked up at me. 
He's about ready to blow girls. Who wants him? Gina pulled me her way and took me into her throat. We should share. Kate protested. Gina gave her a quizzical look. Tough to do with your mouth full. Britt just moaned as she sucked on my balls. You know, Kate continued. Like in the movies, where we all get down on our knees with our mouths open and he comes in our mouths. You and your porn. Gina gasped as she relinquished my cock, catching her breath. Works for me. Britt giggled as she slid off the bed and took center stage. Gina and Kate scrambled off the edge and I had three gorgeous women imitating baby birds at my feet, waiting to be fed. With practice precision, Britt jacked my cock while the others massaged my balls, coaxing out my cream. Here he comes, girls. Britt cried out as I got lightheaded and my cock swelled in her hand and I grabbed the tops of Gina and Kate's heads and let loose. Kate squealed with delight, and Gina sputtered and Britt just smiled with her mouth wide open as she worked my cock like a fire hose, making sure everyone got their fair share. Finally spent, I was able to focus on the damage I had done. Jesus, Kate. Gina groused as she wiped my gift off the side of her nose. Kate was still tittering as she ran her tongue around lips. Britt had been more accurate when she had the weapon pointed at herself, and showed me the deposit that laid on her tongue before making a show of swallowing. Kate crawled around me and helped Gina with her cleanup as they both licked and kissed one another. Britt took it upon herself to make sure that I was spick and span. I bent at the waist and gave them each a long, wet kiss. Okay girls, into bed you go. Helping them to their feet. Thank you daddy. They each said as I got a chaste goodnight kiss from them each. With a swat on each bare butt I herded them into bed and tucked them in for the night. Continue in the next part.